Welcome to We Need to Talk About STEM, the show where we talk about men and women from history named STEM. There have been many Stevens, Stefanis, Stefans, Stevies, a Stefans, movies, TV, music, books, history, publishing. Steven is one of the most powerful names that has ever existed. And this is a podcast dedicated to the men and women who have borne the name Seven. Well, 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 ring that bell. Ding-a-ling-ding. Hells bells. Hells bells. <laughs> oh, it's the Stephen <laughs> King episode again. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to talk about ACTC here. <laughs> Uh, hey everybody, welcome back to We Need to Talk About Stevin. Um, it's, I don't want to say it's been a while, but last episode, we had a couple new hosts take over. That's right, Mike and I took a week off, we had a contest, uh, where some listeners came and did a Steven of their own, and we had some real interesting ladies come take over the show. They were, um, fucking insane. Yeah, I guess when you have people from the internet take over your proprietary (laughs) podcast you never know what you're gonna get but these women were nuts i know and it makes me wonder if they think that you and i are psychos and they were trying to match our tone or something but (sighs) i could tell felt that way (laughs) from listening to just a few of our own episodes and listening to theirs like they were off the fucking rails there was talk about murder there was a lot of talk about sex there was pill tasting corner oh yeah the pill tasting corner <laughs> pills don't taste good yeah, that's why you swallow them yeah they don't they're actually engineered to taste like nothing <laughs> yeah you're supposed to go down easy and just kind of ruin your life except for ibuprofen is like a little sweet tastes kind of good <laughs> i like ibuprofen yeah. yeah well it knows that you have a hangover so it's <laughs> yeah, like they're like let's give this guy a break this guy's probably gonna like dry mouth this thing and You're it's like, not gonna Ugh. go down that easily ibuprofen should come pre-salivaed with like someone else's spit so it can slide down your throat <laughs> that's what i asked my girlfriend amy to do it's like amy can you pre-saliva this thing for me spit out this babe <laughs> this is what relationships are all about are you a uh, tylenol or a uh Mm-mm. Wait, is Tylenol the same as acetaminophen? Yes. Okay. No, but isn't I there don't... one more? There's ibuprofen, mm-hmm. acetaminophen. Which is like Advil is what... ibuprofen. Right. Then isn't there one more? That's... What's Aleve made out of? That's, yeah, that's what I'm is thinking Is that the of. third? Yeah. I don't know about that bullshit. I don't know either. I've never taken an Aleve in my life. No, and I don't feel like it would alleviate any of my pain. I'm taking an, Aleve... I'm taking an Aleve of absence from those pills. <laughs> Yeah, I'm going to leave those alone. Um, what works for me best, guys, if you want to have a real hard drinking binge, just get some ibuprofen. It is like yeah. the best. Take two before bed. Mm-hmm. Wake up. Take two more. An hour later. Take two more. Yep. Have a coffee. Have a coffee. Have a whole pizza. Go back to bed. Delete your texts without reading them because you won't be happy with what's there yeah. no matter what. Yeah. And it's- also, it's a good idea to even like preemptively apologize for stuff too mm-hmm. or do you, you know what i do sometimes sure. i kind of fish around to see like hey if what's I, up like, last yeah <laughs> for sure <That's> been, uh, <laughs> yeah we've all been there haven't we yeah my you know, marnus and jarnus had fucking been there oh they're i don't think they leave that zone no yeah it's true they seem to have no shame yeah none at all my um fiance that we've discussed on the show doesn't drink that much but we did have our uh dating anniversary or a three-year dating anniversary last mm-hmm. weekend and we went out and like 
got drunk and came back and she did absolutely nothing wrong and like nothing at all and the next day woke up and felt like terrifying terrible <laughs> and like i could just tell because i've been there so many times and i was like here's the thing for you non-drinkers like your dopamine is all gone yeah and you are super prone to being depressed about something right you didn't do anything you're no, fine and now like, it's relax right and also i consider like drinking to be a two-day affair now <laughs> so it's like right, jan michael vincent if you're gonna be like if you're gonna go out and get drunk like really drunk you have to be prepared that the next day you're you gonna wake up dealing with this and you're gonna be like you're gonna drink again yeah to like ride this bitch out absolutely and it's a two-day affair even if you're not drinking the next day which trust me you will but right. if you don't you're still out of commission. Um, also, welcome to Sean and Michael's new podcast, in The Intervention Hour, <laughs> where we both just have an intervention for each other. Intervention convention with Sean <laughs> and Michael. We're actually both holding martinis <laughs> as we talk about this, which is the best part. It's We're so like sipping, sad. and it's our second martini, too. We're, wow. Maybe the maybe the audience wants to just hear more about this. I guess so. <laughs> They're basically tuned into the last week's episode again. You know what I've realized that's funny about this kind of stuff is that most people, I think, listen to podcasts in the morning as they're like showering, getting ready. But most podcasts, at least our podcast, is recorded a at night. It's a true drinking. night podcast. Yeah. <laughs> Ours, like, I feel like you can listen to this and you're like, I feel like it's dark in that room right now. <laughs> <laughs> and you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's just the, the idea is funny to me that people are waking up to hang out with two men <laughs> drinking <laughs> after work. Like it's I weird. feel like you're using that term men a little loosely. <laughs> boys. <laughs> we're, we're the boys. The boys. As is commonly read in our descriptions. <laughs> right. This week, the boys. Um, there is a little bit more news I think we want to get off our chest before right. we dive into this, Stephen. Yeah. We're in a new studio today. Oh, that is a piece of news. First day of our new studio, and we have downgraded majorly. (laughs) Big time. We were basically, you know, like when you get put into the doghouse, like mm -hmm. by your wife or whatever, we were literally recording out of a doghouse right now. Yeah, this is like, I think we would be better suited in the trunk of a car or something. we're, We're in a small room with a much smaller desk. Um, if it sounds weird, it's because we're in the back of a pickup truck speeding along a highway. Yeah. That's where we got downgraded to. That's right. We're also on the run from the law. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we're heading to Mexico. We've committed a crime. It's the hangover police are coming after us. That's right. This is a terrible hangover. But anyway, guys, so I guess the gist of that, the reason I bring it up is that we have lost a little bit of sound insulation. So if you hear a barking dog, a TV, a gunfight between the police and someone... A screaming fiance, mm-hmm. a um, screaming Beyonce. Oh, yeah, Beyonce. Is there one more we can get there? The free, um, oh. sh- a screaming Chance Billups. <laughs> okay, I'll play. <laughs> Famous yeah. basketball player. Billups, comma, Chance. <laughs> yeah. yeah, any of those you could hear today. But overall, our, the rest of our setup's the same, so it should be a pretty good quality yeah. show. Thanks. I feel like we're actually facing each other better this time. We are. We're a little know. closer together. Yeah. The proximity of the room just forces us The way us uh, Sean this. and I record is much like our show logo, where he's behind me in bed, <laughs> tucked under covers. That's right. And I, there's a microphone placed right next to my ear that he's speaking into. That's right. Well, my, Mike will wear his microphone as like a Garth Brooks microphone <laughs> that's like yeah. on his head and it comes around the front. But he'll wear my microphone also on his head. It just comes <laughs> right, around to the just, nape of his neck. Right. 
Just point back. So I will spoon him and whisper to him from behind. For an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> That's right. And it gets pretty warm under these sheets. Yeah. Let me tell you, ladies We're and real sweaty over here. We're sweaty boys. It's summer. What are you going to do? It's summer. All right. Well, as usual, please like, subscribe, and share. I feel like please let's just do. tell you that. Yeah. And then anything else before we dive in? Well, we do have Stephen news. Oh, would you like to share? Yeah. And I don't even really know what the Stephen news means, but it is concerning our... Second episode ever, Steven Seagal. And one of our one of our Stevens from the first top ten that's moving through our Steven Heat. Right, we'll get to that which later. Which we'll be covering yeah. since we're at episode 20. And I'm going to need a reminder on that. It's so because am I. as we mentioned, <laughs> two martinis. <laughs> yeah. There's a good chance, guys, that we won't get to the Heat today, oh, to that's be honest true, yeah. with you. Um, we're going to try, though. So Steven Seagal was just named the Russian Envoy. Is that what it's called? Something like that. Like Russian cultural envoy or ambassador maybe to the u.s okay so what exactly does that position mean to my knowledge it seems like something that was made up specifically for steven seagal (laughs) they're like well you're like a uh loser action star from america who has totally given up your country for russia and now we're going to use you to like extend an olive branch covered in what is he gonna do (laughs) is he gonna do like outreach to get americans to go there or something i guess i have no clue like what it means i was reading his like twitter and he just said like blah 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 thank you you know and then at the end it said i take this very seriously (laughs) but like what do you sure do you have to do like work at the end of the day like after filming your like just 80th action movie of the year do you go home and be like okay i gotta really do research on how to bring like the humanitarians mm-hmm. like connected Russia and America with the arts and humanities. I think I think that like that would be a really rose colored view of it. It seems like what's going on is Russia has a PR campaign to get America to stop fucking with it and putting tariffs on it for acting like such an asshole. And so their idea, rather than stopping acting like such a fucking bad actor on the world stage, is to get like our reality TV stars, like our president. And our washed up action stars and are like our, also reality TV stars. And also reality TV stars. And our Ted Nugents and our Scott Bayos and whatever of the world to be like, What's so bad about Russia? Like whatever. Right. Okay, that They're makes pretty sense. cool. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, these guys try to legitimize someone like Vladimir Putin as like cool. But what Russians don't understand is that people don't like Steven Seagal. <laughs> people don't like Steven Seagal. Normal people don't like Donald Trump. And the rest of these guys are just like they have no pull whatsoever with cultural America. Right, yeah. Like, Ted Nugent isn't moving anyone's dial anywhere. No. He's not even on the dial. He's not even on the dial. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like it's it's actually a comically low-rent attempt at, like, a PR campaign. Mm-hmm. That's my read on it. And still, we also know, as Sean and I discussed in episode two, Steven Seagal is like a fugitive <laughs> from, <laughs> from <laughs> yes let's american law like there's like sex crimes allegations i'm sure there's everything that donald trump has done steven seagal is guilty of you can probably look at them as like a mirror version of one another they are in steven the... seagal sex crimes yep definitely tax crimes oh fraud broke claims to be rich <laughs> yeah. like claims to be famous from the 80s yeah like, <laughs> right no longer exactly. relevant yeah yeah all these things, like things he's 
hot, thinks he's a sexy guy, thinks he has is a fat piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. Eats McDonald's, thinks he's like in great shape. Yes, exactly. Calls but, them numchucks. I don't make me get you with my numchucks. <laughs> yeah, both my of my these guys right. are the same guy, and it's, I'm actually surprised that they're not closer friends. But maybe it's like two scorpions in under a glass. Do you think you know? Like they're gonna about, fight. They what can't about be friends. This for like a high guy conspiracy theory. Okay, high guy. Donald Trump is <laughs> Steven Seagal. I would. And whenever they have meetings in Russia, Steven Seagal and Putin, mm-hmm. it's just Donald Trump in like his goatee. I love this idea. Let me ask you this: What's more likely that Sandy Hook is a hoax, or that Donald Trump is Steven Seagal? Donald with Trump is Steven Seagal for sure. Yeah, I would believe the shit out of that because <laughs> they act and look the same. Yeah, I'm surprised there's not like a, a stripper in like Maine called Sandy Hook. <laughs> God, there may have been at one point, and sadly, yeah. it's sickly, there may be again. Now it's back in the zeitgeist. I mean, do you think Steven Seagal has like compromise on him, like? Is 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 he beholden to Russia for taking him in, or no. does he really admire? He probably just really he admires. really likes that guy. Yeah, because he's an idiot. Yeah, he likes like bad guys. He likes tough boys. He likes tough boys. Do you remember that video of him nibbling a carrot in like Yugoslavia? I love that video. He's like, mm, that's a pretty good carrot. Yeah. If like you guys a- want to check my Instagram? <laughs> I made a video of that a long time ago where I did a real edit job on him sucking down that carrot. <laughs> It's just a loop of it going between his lips. But I guess he's kind of been practicing for this work, right? It's like, okay, how can we show that they're like big producers of carrots? Yeah. And like whatever other, you know, martial arts movies they do. He's kind of been doing this stuff for a long time. It's it's well within his wheelhouse. Yeah. Ah, what a world. Well, this is why, okay, guys, this is going to try to like help us remember when we get to the end of this episode, which is episode 20. We've oh my promised. god! I can't believe we've done twenty. Twenty mm-hmm. real ones, right? Are we? Are, we're not counting Redeem and Stevens. Yeah, there, this doesn't we? count Redeem and okay. Stevens. I think with Redeem and Stevens, oh wait, that was a really short-lived idea. <laughs> Redeem and Stevens. <laughs> I mean, we basically just gave you a free mm-hmm. Redeem and Stevens right there because we're what, like, fourteen minutes into our episode, and we haven't even mentioned the Steven we're talking about. Yeah, guys, we might still redeem a Steven one day, but there's only so many Stevens and only so much redeeming. I mean, maybe we just start doing like. The first segment is called Redeem and Stevens of our three-hour podcast. Why didn't we think this <laughs> so long ago? So, uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is our 20th official episode. Okay. I because think, I think I Redeem think and Stevens right. were counted as .5s. So if you want to count every audio file we've uploaded, mm-hmm. maybe we're at 22. But go fuck yourself, guys. Okay. Cut it out, nerds. Okay, just so you know, Sean, but when we get to our, like, we do our choosing of our favorite stevens or whatever later on in the episode mm-hmm. i'm giving you a heads up i'm gonna quiz you Uh-oh. and i'm gonna see if, I if you can go one to 20 of Ooh. all the stevens we've done what a great idea that will surely thrill the audience i think like in my mind i can't do it right now but i have confidence that i could you know we've scrolled through those numbers and shit so many times you know what i like to think of myself that's definitely self-aggrandizing and megalomaniacal I like to believe that I have grace under fire, and I think that I will be able to do this yeah, or come you, damn close. Yeah. yeah, you could get close when the pressure's on. The Sean man comes in. Wait, hold on. When the pressure's on, the man oh, comes on Sean. You come, <laughs> yeah, a man blows a fat load on Sean. 
All right, I'm comfortable okay, with that. Okay, so should um, let's get to it, right? Let's get to our Steven. It's been like 35 minutes already. It has indeed. Well, guys, let me vamp while I pull up my list here. Sean is going to intro the Steven of the Week right now. <laughs> In case you can... That is my vamping. <laughs> Thank you for vamping. You should um, well, consider I'm being your, a vampire. I'm your favorite vampire. <laughs> you are my vampire. All right, on this episode of We Need to Talk About Stubborn... We're talking about a very <laughs> funny pundit, a man who speaks truth to power, believes in the power of truth, and even invented the word truthiness. He's a bespectacled spectacle, serving up funny on the daily, and he's a man who loves a silent T, but silent he will never be, <laughs> for he is Stephen Colbert. <laughs> that was like, I like that was pretty good. A one. limerick and a half. <laughs> <It was. laughs> Me calf. <laughs> So, Stephen Colbert. Well, yeah, he's. A, I actually really like the Stephen. Me too. And I think Mike and I might have been a little nervous because usually when we love a Stephen, it's hard to do the show. It's really hard. Because all we do is just say how great they are. Well, and like I was telling you before we recorded, it's hard to do a Stephen who is like, has so much stuff out there. Mm-hmm. You don't really get the little like secret tidbits about their lives or anything. You kind of know right. everything about them. They're so prolific that they've... And also, he's kind of done two things, right? Like, that he's really famous for. Yeah. Stephen, the Colbert show is, like, a huge chunk of his career and life. And even before that, The Daily Show ties into that. It's yeah, the same and like, character. Yeah, he did Strangers with Candy, but it's like, I wasn't only really aware... You, only you and I even know that. Right, and I, I don't even, like, know if I was even aware of who he was as, like, a human being, you know, other than just, like, a guy yeah. on the show. Unless you were, like, a patron in Second City in the early 90s. Like, yeah, or, you like, probably didn't. or if you were 30 at that time, right? Like, when you would be interested in those things. Mm-hmm. Like, when we were watching that, we were probably, like, 15 or something. Yeah. And I know, I don't remember anything about it. A Strangers with Candy? I mean, I remember watching it, but I don't remember, like, any episodes or... I remember, like, Man. the look of it, you know? I remember, yeah, I remember um, being real freaked out by Amy Sedaris' mm-hmm. character on that show. Amy Sedaris is a beautiful woman, sister of David Sedaris. I know, the talented writer. fucking family. You know they call themselves the talent family. Wait, are they called Sedaris? Sedaris, Sedaris. She says Sedaris, I think, and he says Sedaris. Huh. Yeah, I, I, I think that's actually like a, a thing. Really? Mm-hmm. But well, that's like Stephen Colbert. I could be totally off Because on that. his family all says Colbert. Yeah, they say Colbert. Yeah. Because you know what? He's Irish, and his yeah. name is Colbert. Yeah, well, you know, like, I mean, he, like, changed. He had, like, a southern accent, too. Yeah, I th- let's start there. So early Stephen Colbert. We all know who he is now. He's, like, very funny. Comes off as a sophisticated. Good guy. Just a good guy. But he actually is not, like, a coastal elite or whatever these people probably think he is. I think he was born in D.C., if I'm remembering I think you're right. two minutes of research correctly. <laughs> um, but just born there. But then raised in South Carolina, was it? Yeah, he's a South Carolinian. Yeah, and he had like a thick-ass Southern... Good old boy accent. Yeah. But he came from a family, everyone, of like really learned people. and his... Learned Catholics. They're kind of the uh, yeah. Jesuit kind of Catholics. Yeah, they're like all about being smart and not getting sucked into dumb ideas. Uh, even though for some reason they're religious and live in the South, they were like some of the good ones. But Catholics, I think, are known not to equate being like liberal with smart or anything, even though they are. Um, <laughs> I think Catholics are like 
classically pretty liberal, right? Yes, they are in America at least because in America they've been forced out of every Protestant fucking right, so conversation. They, so they have like the immigrant minority yeah. mentality. Well, they tend to be – I don't know what, what if you want to call it liberal or not because they are like anti-gay and anti-abortion by their um, religion. But they've always been pushed out of right-wing politics yeah. in America because they're like not Protestants. And I guess even like the Kennedy thing – yeah. was a big deal, right? Like all yeah, the, the only all the Catholic president has were, been Kennedy. Right, we're like this guy can't be a fucking president and he's Catholic. Yeah, they treated him like uh exactly, immigrants and outsiders mm-hmm. and stuff. So even though they're technically European and Christian and all the things you think would fall into the Republican category, they never were. Mm-hmm. And I think they're probably the biggest backbone of the Democratic Party, I would imagine. Right. Like historically anyway, maybe yeah. not nowadays, but well, that's why we've also talked about people who get shit on are always the funniest. So it's that's why Jews and Irish, Irish and black people are always <laughs> the funniest comedians. Well, you're absolutely right because those are the people that would have made up the left wing. Yeah, those and those days. people all know how to punch up instead of down because there's nothing lower than Irish Jew or black <laughs> in this country. No, historically, definitely not. Yeah. And um, I think you know people have you know, made their way into different levels of success, but it's historically still absolutely true. No, and I mean, like, your family history, which a lot of people seem to forget, like, some of this stuff is, like, two generations gone. So if your grandparents are talk- is talking about it all the time, it goes to your dad, and then it goes to you. Like That's right. That's so you still it. have that sense of humor. Like, yeah, or you have that sense of, like, oh, my family has been shit on. Well, you don't feel like an insider, part of the club boy, who needs to keep all the riffraff out. Right. And I think that's the difference. Yeah. And I think Stephen Colbert grew up in a family that was very aware of that, Mm -hmm. especially because they lived in, like, the Protestant South and were a Catholic family. Yeah. And I think uh, it's definitely contributed to the guy being who he is. His dad was, like, a professor of a college and stuff, too. Oh, yeah. Like... Uh, Think of immunology. Yeah. Which I could take a guess that that... Might he's be. probably a kind of a smart dude. <laughs> yeah, he's probably a smart guy. Did you know what happened to his dad? Yeah. But, wait, but before we get to that, though, okay. should we just say that he is the youngest of 11 children? Sounds very Catholic. I know. <laughs> Super Catholic. I have to imagine that's got to be part of the problem for the Protestant people. Yeah, it's, it's like, like, you guys are with these you're rodents. <laughs> <laughs> they literally are like rodents. Like, <laughs> their mom just never like is seen without uh, two babes at her teeth. Well, that's like there's a phrase called like Irish twins too, right? Do you know what yeah. that is? Where yeah, where they're born like nine months within the same <laughs> yeah, year of each right, other. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that phrase. It's so good. <laughs> it's pretty funny. Okay, so tell the story about his dad. Oh, so Stephen Colbert's dad was the one that told him, you know, boy, like, you can be Colbert, you can be Colbert, like, you can be whatever you want. And, like, really, it, it told him in every way, not just his name, like, you can be whatever you want. Like, all these people we live around are kind of fucking stupid. And, like, instilled just a love of learning in him. And then when he was 10 years old, Stephen's dad and his two brothers got on an airplane to go, like, get one of the other brothers into school. And that airplane crashed, and his dad and brothers died. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. To deal with as an 11-year-old. Yeah. And his dad was, like, his hero and, like, yeah. was, like, a professor who gave him this worldview. So Stephen, like, is almost like a superhero origin story, if you mm-hmm. think about it. No, it's funny. He's also a lot like another Stephen we did, Steve Kerr, where it's, yes. like, as a young person, right. your dad dies, and you can either become a spiteful, horrible person, which... You know, Easy could be understandable, right? Yeah. Like, you can get that. Or you become a really great, giving, understandable person. 
Yeah, like Kanye's mom died and he turned into a monster. <laughs> yeah, he became Steven Seagal. <laughs> yeah, he became Steven Seagal. But some of these other guys, it's like, you're right, it's a, it's a turning point for a Steven or a Kanye. Well, the thing is, as a Kanye, though, you're like an adult who's already famous. True. And I don't know if that turned him into a monster. <laughs> I'm comparing him. In, <laughs> right. But the worst part of that, actually, is that we're talking about a supposedly mature adult versus a 10-year-old. Right. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, what, what, who will handle this better? Well, I mean, it's like, Stephen oh, Colbert surprise, was a, a mature adult as an 11-year-old. <laughs> Kanye, yeah. when he was 32, he was a 10-year-old yeah, boy. Yeah, the mental acuity of a 10-year-old child. <laughs> yeah. I think that's probably true. But anyway, that's a crazy background for anyone to have. Like, yeah. The, uh, the likelihood of, of that is out of this world. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. And especially that he didn't just lose his dad. He lost, like, his brothers. Like, one day someone knocked on Stephen Colbert's door and was like, hey, your whole family's dead. Mm-hmm. And then that boy had to, like, deal with that. And he was like, well, not all of them. There's still eight of us left. <laughs> He's like, well, really? Which one? Was it Dylan? <laughs> Tommy? Like, Christopher? Michael? <laughs> like, all right, slow down, slow down. Wait, you have three Michaels? <laughs> yeah. Um, I guess that's true, but still, how fucking horrible, man! Like, yeah, that's crazy. It's sad. And I guess after that, he became like a little bit of a loner, like you'd think he might. And then he got into uh, Lord of the Rings and mm-hmm. Dungeons and Dragons. Pretty stereotypically, like stereotypical guy, for that like era. era. Yeah, yeah. Do people still play Dungeons and Dragons? Is that a thing anymore? Probably. It's gotta be. Did you ever play that? No. Yeah, me either. Me never. I kind of want to, but I feel like I've missed the boat, and I don't have the, the fucking patience. No, I think like we, I can't even play Settlers of Catan. Too, I get so tired. <laughs> I like, yeah, it's. I, I think that on paper, I would love. Yeah, that I know. It's idea. like I like the I like the idea of it so much. I love Wizards. Like I kind of wish there was a board game like that I could play alone, where I could be like, all right, I'm going to go into like my little mind cave and like yeah. become a genie I'm but then i'm just like the dungeons of kafir but then i'll just like read a fucking book anyway or watch yeah. owls of gahul <laughs> <laughs> what i always do is i just want to watch owls of when Gahool. i when i just like want to check out and become a genie i just watch owls of gahul <laughs> a genie <laughs> i don't even know what the fuck <laughs> that was the original you know yahoo was originally going to be called gahoo <laughs> Yeah, I heard that was the the name of the search engine, and then they realized that there was a book. <laughs> but in order to hear it, I had to turn my head 180 <laughs> degrees around to echolocate. <laughs> I slammed down on a tree rat. And then... Did you see the Onion had a headline this week that's like Al can't remember which way it turned its head? Like <laughs> it's like afraid to break its neck. <laughs> it's like looking backwards over, and it's, it's like, like if oh, I keep shit. pushing it, I'm in trouble. <laughs> yeah, like did I bring it around from the left to the right? Because I'm definitely like looking at my back right now <laughs> pretty good stuff yeah that's great um so i guess we should talk about adult steven you know the interesting thing is he did um second city which is like an improv troupe mm. in chicago pretty famous a lot of people came out of there including a lot of his co-workers i think amy sedaris or sedaris however you want to was say he it. there he was there with steve carell steve carell he was steve carell's understudy yeah that's fucking crazy motherfucker you should be stephen colbert's understudy i don't know you know? No, I mean, I think that they're, like, equals. I guess... I don't Steve, know if, like, Well, now that I think about The Office, I guess you're right. I guess Steve I... Steve Carell's amazing. I always go back we'll to get The to Daily him. Show. We'll get to him, folks. Don't worry. You're right. We don't yeah. want to blow our yeah. load on Steve Carell. Um, was he there... Oh, no, you, uh, Amy Poehler was UCB. Yeah, he was there with Amy Sedaris and Paul Danello from Strangers no with Candy. That. 
He's like the other the teacher that Stephen Colbert's gay other with. gay buddies. Right? Yeah, and now that guy's the supervising producer and like head writer of oh. the Tonight Show. Or, cool. Wait, is he the late, the late show? show? The yeah. late show. Yeah. Yeah. So what's funny about those two guys is when they first met each other, Paul Donello's like an Italian guy from the East Coast, and Stephen Colbert is like you know like what we talked about, and Paul Donello said Stephen Colbert like the first year he knew him was like the coldest douchiest like <laughs> Stephen Colbert was yeah he's like he was the snootiest like cold like he thought he was better than everyone well, I think that's because he tried to do like Shakespearean acting right? yeah he's very like highbrow but then Stephen Colbert said in a different interview he's like yeah when I first met Paul Donello I thought he was like a fucking illiterate thug <laughs> like I wanted nothing to do with he him, called him a thug. <laughs> he called him a thug he's like he's an illiterate thug and I didn't want anything to do with him but now they're like best buds yeah. ever, That's which great. is like a really yeah, pretty story. Yeah. yeah, like a good friend story. Did you ever watch the Dana Carvey show? No, but he was a writer for that, wasn't he? Yeah, and he, him and Steve Carell were were on it. Hmm. And they had like some pretty funny sketches. There was this one where they're called like <laughs> the easily nauseated uh, <laughs> waiters, and they would be like, they'd be at a restaurant, they'd be like, the special today is shrimp calamari oh yeah i've seen calamari it. <laughs> they like want to barf while like like reading the, off like the cream the sauce are so <laughs> they're all this. fine but it's just like they're like the cream stuff truffled flogger yeah it's really funny yeah and they spun that off because robert smigel i think was a writer on that too they sp- mm. they spun that into the ambiguously gay duo yeah like it's like a joke format they're like i think that that started on the dana carvey show and then went to snl you're correct about yeah. that yeah which i never knew until i looked this whole thing up about stephen colbert but him and steve carell are the voices of the ambiguously gay right duo. i mean that's the thing it's Ace like and gary <laughs> i was watching the ambiguously gay duo way before i like new to listen to or watch for Stephen Colbert. Oh, man. I knew about the Ambiguously Gay Duo as it was happening. Yeah, like we were like 13 or, or something, right? Like, I think it was even earlier than that. Or maybe it was 95. No, because Dana Carvey's show was on when Clinton was president. Okay. So so, uh, so definitely after 90. It was probably like 98 or something like that. Sure. Yeah. I'll buy it. Yeah. All I know is I remember so, that way before knowing who either of these assholes yeah. were. Like, and that's like before. such a funny fucking gag. Oh, it's hysterical. Yeah, it's never gets old. They like pat each other on the butt. <laughs> yeah, one of them's always like on his hands and knees trying to plug something in, and then he's like, "Let me help you, Gary." Yeah. <laughs> like mounts in. I don't know. Could that fly today? Like, would people still find that as funny? I think Maybe. they would. I man. don't know. When I was in, I was in New York. Uh, last week or the week before mm. I don't know when we're recording this um, <laughs> Me and I saw Amy and I saw Avenue Q oh yeah and it's been running for like 15 years or something it's like the Naughty Puppet one right yeah and it's like so much of that humor is outdated now yeah. which is like even 15 years ago it was probably like Seriously. whoa this is <laughs> fucking cutting edge and that now when I'm watching it wiener. there was like two or three like laugh out loud things and the rest was like all right like we've seen this before and now we're kind of past it and it's not it's not even that like doing gay jokes isn't funny it's just the way they're doing them right isn't funny anymore yeah because the attitudes on that and the acceptance of that and also like you know who has control of that conversation now gay people yeah and that's what's changed yeah so they're gonna do like way better gay humor now 
Yes. It used to be like, ha ha. We're laughing at gay you. Gay shit's funny. Yeah. Now it's like, no, no. No, yeah. no, no. Like, now I'm butt-fucking now I'm gonna, you, bro. <laughs> yeah, now you're getting butt-fucked. That's funny. At my job, we actually had like a gay-related um, story we were doing on this documentary show I'm working on. And uh, it wasn't my story. It was another producer. But they sent it in and like we got heinous notes back on it because it turns anus out – Heinous notes? Yeah, we got anus <laughs> notes back. But it turns out the network executive is a gay man. <laughs> and like the way that this story was presented was like totally it was some like- straight woman's version Huh. Of, like, the gay world. And he was like, bitch, like, nah. Oh, so he, like, like, went full bitch. It was so, yeah, he went, like, full, like, no queen on her. Yeah. Because it was presented as, like, the gay world was, like, a silly world. Huh. And, like, the gay guys all just have lovers. They don't have boyfriends. It's right. Like, they made it seem, like, seedy or something. Yeah, they made it yeah. seem like the craziest part of this story is that they're gay. Uh-huh. And it did not go over yeah. well. I was like, no, 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 no. No, no. it's like when you start looking at shit, it's like, oh, yeah, you're just being, like, condescending, and you're just out of your fucking realm. Yeah, put yourself in their shoes, you yeah. know? Like, they assume they're pitching to a straight person, and the guy's like, what is this, like, why is the sensationalization No, or they just assume happening? they're pitching the way they think the world is, right? But, like, they have no, that woman producer had no point of view on what it's like to be anyone else. Right. Like, she might have even known that guy was gay and thought it was, like, fine, like, yeah. Oh yeah. My point. Like, this isn't wrong, right? <laughs> like, yeah. And the thing is, I don't think she did anything wrong. I think she literally just, you know, like there's two sides of the coin, and if you're not in the uh, world of being a gay man, you probably don't know much about it, and you don't understand how it comes off. To right. Like, I mean, she probably you. did the research, and like that, it seemed it that can, way to her. But uh, there's, yeah. But the thing is that there's like still a way to present it where you're not like, absolutely. I don't know. Inserting, which is hard for any human being to do but like yeah you're not going to insert your own thing. your own <laughs> insert it's <laughs> like a hard thing being. into this anus <laughs> notes <Yeah. laughs> um no but like it's like it's near impossible to like look at the world from the point of view that isn't yours yeah like, you have to tr- you have to really go out of your way we are all the stars of our own show and it's like very especially hard. You and me. Thanks, baby. <laughs> Thanks, babe. Like, subscribe, iTunes store. You guys know what to do. Oh, no, you're absolutely right. I don't mean to make a joke in the middle of it. No, it's, you should. It... Fuck me. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you for pontificating. I'm the one that started it. But no, but it's true. But to be fair, also, like that guy probably is being a little too touchy about it. Right. He could have like. I think they can both learn. Like sure, that's what no, I thought. He could say like, "Here's what you should do." fix it this way like hey the story's not bad but maybe like p.s he, just so you know this might con- come off as a little condescending or something yeah even well, if you wanted like to be like you're... a little like angry about it you know you can still put in a little like yeah as the h- head of this show just so you know this could come off as condescending to some people that's right like why don't you rewrite this in a way that's not that like good job on the research story's great totally love it um start over it's horrible rewrite it so that the gay thing doesn't come off as a freaky fucking like weird (laughs) you know fetish or something like rewrite it like gay people are normal people and i'm Mm -hmm. good with it i think that would have been the answer yeah but i don't think that's how it happened Mm -hmm. (laughs) i think it was like a little more hostile than that i mean the weird thing is that that producer was stephen colbert (laughs) that's right (laughs) who as far as i know has no problem with the gayness (laughs) no here's what i'm I'm curious with him about because we've talked about how he's a pretty catholic guy but he's also like a super famous liberal like he's like a real 
face of the liberal stuff. Where does he square the abortion and the gay stuff? I don't think he talks about that publicly, but I'm, I would be curious to know. Now, I – so in doing a little – Also, will you pass me wine because I'm enjoying it. In doing a little research for this, I listened to a podcast with him on uh, him on Oprah's podcast, and I forget what it's called. It's called like Soul Corner or some shit. Of course it is. It's like about like religion, but also, you know, in the Oprah – theme of just like how do you feel as a human being thing. Right. And he definitely talked about loving people for like whatever gender they choose, their sexuality, blah blah blah. Like mm-hmm. he's totally like open to all that stuff. I'd be shocked if he wasn't. The abortion thing too, it's like but it's so hard to tell with public people. Like Joe Biden, Catholic. Yeah. Sure. Whatever the fuck that means, right? Right. But a lot of these Catholic guys say, I'm against abortion, but as public policy, I'm not going to tell you what to do as like a personal decision for you. See, that's what a grown-up would do. And I think that maybe it's my fault for assuming that um, everyone is stupid enough to just vote along the religious lines. Right. I mean, I, I even had like a very smart person close to me say like, there's no way Stephen Colbert is religious because he's like too smart. And it's like, yeah, but he says he is. Yeah. And he teaches Sunday school sometimes. And he's also not on the side that needs to pander to that. And he, it's like, he is right. Like, so that can come off as condescending. And I, I get why, like you might as like an atheist or whatever, like might be disappointed in that. But it's like, what is there to even be disappointed about when he does, like, everything right in his life and That's by exactly people and right. stuff, you know? That's exactly right, which is why I, like— He's not a hypocrite, like— No, not at all, which is why, I, like, I ask not because I'm like, no, I, I love no, I th- him, but— Sure, no, I think, I, I think it's great, a- and I think that, like, there would be less problem between— you know, religious people and non-religious people or just between other religious people, if, like, everyone could just be more like him and be like, hey, here's what I believe, but, like, whatever you well, want is cool with you. That was one of the things that him and Oprah talked about, which was he wanted to go into the late show or whatever it's called as, like, kind of the point of view of it is, like, people need to, like, love each other more. So his thing was... You don't have to love the person's ideas or like them, and you can even hate them or whatever, but, like, love the person. Mm-hmm. So he's saying, if I can get into a room with someone who I, like, hate their ideas and I totally disagree with, and we can talk for half an hour, by the end of it, me and them could be walking out, like, holding hands together. Yeah. And, like, I think that's his thing. Like, you that's don't have to, like, we, love you the ideas. You and I thought, too, when we started this podcast. Yeah, like, one day, Sean and I are just going to walk into the sunset holding hands. Yeah, we're like... Because we disagree with each other on everything. We just hate each other, never agree. <laughs> well, no. the thing is, Sean and I hate each other, but agree on everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like... It's a, it's a take on I his. hate looking at you, but <laughs> yeah, God, I love talking just, to you, you like, piece of shit. We're like the Rolling Stones. We can't stand each other, <laughs> yeah. but the money, baby, the but money. But then we also <laughs> just like sleep on bean, beanbag chairs next to each other all the time. <laughs> Chandler beanbag chairs. I, I Again, I hate to I hate to like interrupt your thing with a joke, but I, I, I like that, and I think that's why I like the guy. And 
you know, like he represents what Americans should be like. It's like, yeah, I'm Catholic and I teach Sunday school and it's, it's actually none of your business how mm-hmm. much I believe the dogma, even though people like Sean Cahill are curious about it. Right. Like it's actually none of your business. All I'm saying is I like, think that I don't he, care what you're doing. So I bet he along. would happily talk with you about it. I bet he would. And, and like we hopefully know like how to talk. Like there's one way. Look, me and you, we sit down with Ray Comfort. We'll fucking shove a banana up his asshole. He's going to be Ray uncomfortable. <laughs> I'm going to make that guy uncomfort with his banana peel. Yeah, or he's going to be gay uncomfort when that banana goes up his butt and he comes hard. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, dude, you could totally sit down with Stephen Colbert and be absolutely fine. Yeah, and I wouldn't have any problem asking him that stuff because yeah. it's. And I don't think he's a liar. Me. But you know who I do think is a liar about that stuff? Ray Comfort. <laughs> I don't even know what his deal is. <laughs> but like Barack Obama. Oh, yeah. I think he's a I don't, liar. I think he's a liar. <laughs> I think he's a liar. That guy's, I love not, the guy. that guy's not a Christian. Love the guy. But I think that that was a political Christianity. Yeah. I mean, that's what him. most Democrats do is they phony the shit out of that. And they should stop. They should stop because from someone like my perspective, you're perpetuating like the unnecessary and I think, like, christian thing you also like you don't go to a fucking mega church no like Cut obama was going to like whatever that weirdo guy remember that guy yeah i remember there was a controversy I forget his name or, no there was at least a fake controversy but whatever the controversy like that aside it was an invented you know, controversy from the right wing to delegitimize yeah, his candidacy that guy actually, we'll move on whatever but if you're like that's a PR church that you go to. Yeah. Right? Like, that's not like... A Puerto Rican church. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he attended a Puerto Rican church. I go to a Paso Robles <laughs> church, but whatever. No, but the thing is, it's like, you don't like... I don't know. Stephen Colbert, probably people don't know what church he goes to. No. And probably like... He might even sneak around to like He might sneak other like churches. sneaking off at night to this church or that church. I could actually picture him going to that dirt. Hollywood church, the one with the big like... Red ribbon. Gay flag, red, rib- red oh, yeah. ribbon outside. Oh, yeah. On Highland yeah, yeah. and... Yeah, in Hollywood, yeah. Yeah, I could totally see him there. Just sneaking off. But that's like a Unitarian kind of church, right? I mean, it's I, a... I, I'm it's assuming, a, yes. It's because... a Jesus church, but it's like... Everyone is welcome here. Yeah, like horse fuckers, come on in. Child diddlers, come on in. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, fuckers, butt fuckers, banana suckers, fud ruckers, employees, come on in. Fuckers, yeah, lip puckers, please come on in. Dick tuckers, (laughs) (laughs) smothers, brothers. Smuckers, hucksters, <laughs> all y'all welcome. Oyster shucksters, <laughs> oyster shucksters, fin comma hucksters, Huckleberry, Huckleberry, <laughs> Huckleberry hucksters, Carlson comma Tucker. <laughs> no, you're not welcome. Get out of here, you bigot. You bow tied bigot. Yeah, bow tied, judgmental asshole. <laughs> Do you remember that episode of uh, what was that show called? Crossfire. Where yeah. John Stewart went yeah, on and did. just like tore those guys an asshole. Yeah, he ripped those guys a new a hole. John Stewart paved the way for Stephen Colbert. Oh yeah, in a major way. Yeah, I don't think we would have Stephen Colbert if we not in John that Stewart. like iteration. I think he yeah. would have worked. I think that he's a uh, he's a guy that like loves work. Yeah, and he would have like 
made his way doing something. But I don't know if he would have rose to the like heights that he is if it wasn't for Jon Stewart. In my head, there's two ways I want to direct this conversation, and they're very different. <laughs> One of them is to praise Stephen Colbert immensely and get into how much like how important it is that he's around, and for that reason. And the other one is just to ask, who are these guys that love work? Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, the, the thing who is, are these guys? I think if I was getting paid like 8000 an episode to go sit in a room with like the funniest people you know mm-hmm. and make shit. Well, now we're talking. Yeah. Like it's play for work. That's fun. And I'm fun. down with that. I mean, we get paid literally thousands of dollars per podcast that we do Mm -hmm. and i love it i love it too and that's an hour and a half of work you're right it's it's all about doing what you love and not all of us can be stephen colbert and i also do love what i do and i'm happy with it but i also love very few things more than sitting on my lounging (laughs) sleeping until like 10 30 and then just like fucking laying into like i just love to like jack off into the sink yeah (laughs) love to go check into a hotel and jack off turn (laughs) turn on the garbage disposal right into the dirty old sink (laughs) i like to hear kitchen sink i like to hear the gurgle of the bathroom garbage disposal that for some reason exists at the the ramada inn as i masturbate into it do you think that there's any like (laughs) <laughs> really big fat guys who take huge dumps that have turlet disposals. <laughs> yes, There's just like a single like one of those Someone's like six flags it. fan blades. Like, <laughs> like those portable fans that just like, like yeah, you can't handle chops it. it up. <laughs> well, I will tell you this. Um do you know Patty's Diner and uh Toluca Lake that we used to go to all the Is time? Is it called Patty's? Yeah. With one T, which oh, okay, drives me nuts. Okay. I'm thinking of Pam's. This Sorry. is the obnoxious diner, ladies yeah. and gentlemen, that doesn't call it a scramble. They call it a, a scrabble. scrabble. Oh, a scrabble. Scrabble. Okay, but what, so what's a... Is there something called a scrapple? Yeah, scrapple is like a... I think it's from like Wisconsin or Minnesota. Is it like, it's kind of like dirtier looking, right? Yeah, but I don't think it's an egg dish. I think it's like some other potato weird. or some shit yeah it's something weird it's guys like, tweeted um, us what's a scrapple and what is a potato what's that shit they serve in canada that's like french fries and, ch- and poutine like, yeah poutine it's something similar to that but different and um, huh. northeast american okay anyway guys, get back to your tweet patties. at us what the fuck is <laughs> get scrapple back to your patties. anyway so patties this fucking stupid diner in toluca lake mike and i used to work over there we'd eat there all the time they changed chefs a couple years ago. Mike and I stopped going because the food changed. We didn't like it as much. Oh, that's the one next to Bob's Big Boy, right? Yes, next okay. to Bob's okay. Big Boy. Um, so Patty's got in I trouble. I was thinking, sorry, you told me. Uh, I, <laughs> no, no. I'm sorry please. to keep cutting the story No, no, no please. You're, you're no, interviewing me. You told me when you texted me this story. And for some reason, I thought you were talking about, is it Dupar's? Yeah, there was because that's yeah. like in Sherman Oaks or something like that. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Not okay. that place. Sorry, okay. different. I thought you were talking about that, which is like a very old kind of not L.A. because it's the Valley, but like. But there is one in L.A. At the it's Grove. been there for a long time. Yes, Dupar's has. Yes, the Grove has not been there for a long well, time. Well, that right? Dupar's might have been there for a long time. Too, oh right! Oh, the one at Farmers Market. 
Yes. Okay. Because it's not that technically the Groenlands. Right, right, yeah. Guys, this is LA This is going talk. off. This is really <laughs> going, going down I'm deep. so sorry to like what you just divert this conversation. It's like an <laughs> audio version of scrolling through comments on a news article. I know. Like, I'm you like just went so down a diverting hole. Diverting a conversation <laughs> to talk about like, I thought Different you were talking about Dupars. This has nothing to add. Disputing the Valley's <laughs> like membership card of being LA. <laughs> like, just gonna... Okay, before we get to your Patty story though, is the Valley LA? Yes. How far into the valley? As far as the LA city limits go, which is all the way to, it stops at Burbank on one side and it stops at Woodland Hills on the other. And on the north, I think it stops at like Granada Hills. Woodland Hills is LA? Technically LA city, yeah. I know, but like technically, schmechnically, right? I mean, not to the like million people that live <laughs> in the valley, but sure. It's... I think it goes to like universal... <laughs> Universal Studios, <laughs> and then like sort of like a band around there, maybe to like Laurel Canyon. I get that. I get that. I think right over the hill is L.A. I get that too. Yeah, like Ventura Boulevard gets a grace. But like people think that like Riverside. That's definitely not LA. is L.A. I'm like really by the book. I'm like, well, let's pull up the map. Where does like the city say it ends? And yeah. I'll buy that. That's just gerrymandering to me. It though. is a bit of gerrymandering. <laughs> I will I will agree. But I grew up in the West Valley and I always considered myself growing yeah. up in LA. See, I think my bias comes from just growing up like well, in, yeah. I live on, on, grew up the, on the Miracle very Mile. Specific, <laughs> like, yeah, like you grew up in Times Square. I gr- grew up next to LACMA. <laughs> yeah, you grew up in Times Square, so to you, like Staten Island is not really New York. And but I it's funny totally because also it. people in like New York would be like, Times Square ain't New York. <laughs> 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 you fucking jabroni. That's, that's true too. <laughs> Yeah. Well, the problem with us is it's such a big fucking city that yeah. it's like, no, it's, it's, you can't it's fathom stupid. that somewhere so it's far stupid. away is yeah. the same city. Like, yeah. it's ridiculously spread out. Yeah. Anyway, okay. Patty's. <laughs> so Patty's Diner, which is, bring, which is supposed is to be LA. tangential from another conversation about pooping, was <laughs> that uh, the cook at Patty's Diner just got a... I guess he was arrested last year, but he just got charged for... Putting a camera in the bathroom, which I learned hilariously is a gender-neutral bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this guy, he's like a Colbert. He's just kind of like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, he's taking it as it comes. But he was filming men and women poop in there as like his personal porno stash. And someone discovered the camera, and it got like Good traced back to the line cook, and they fired him. And now he's been charged with like all this crap. Do you remember that <laughs> story? Really funny. There was like a bar in England. Yeah, I know exactly what you're going to say. Some guys, like, it was like a pub, and guys would go in the back, obviously, to go pee in the urinal. Go a piss. I go, take a piss out, mate. I'll be right back, Nigel. I got to change the lids. (laughs) And some guy went to go pee, and then in the drain, he saw, like, an eyeball shifting back and forth. (laughs) And then he, like, like, freaked out. He peed on the eyeball and then freaked out. Mm -hmm. And then he went and told the manager, and they opened up, like... A little cubby hidey hole. Yep. And there was a guy back there who behind had, the urinal who had like disassembled <laughs> the drain and would just like to get pissed on by people by men in a bathroom. Not that I don't know. See, this is where it gets weird because I felt the same way about the Patty's pooper watcher. It's there's nothing wrong with being gay, but something is so extra repulsive about being like a scat for guy. Like if you're a man and you want a guy's scat. 
It's bad enough to want a girl to crap on you. It's extra nasty to me to want yeah, a Yeah, I mean, to crap for me, it's just like the genitals difference where it's like, I don't want to get pissed on, but if I am, like, I'd vagina, rather be a please. vagina. Please give me a vagina, or at least like a vegetarian woman. <laughs> or but a like vegetarian knowing, man. Or, just being would a, you rather a vegetarian man or a meat eating woman? <laughs> meat eating woman, you? still. Yeah. I would still take the meat eating woman. Just because being, I am a man. I know how disgusting man pisses and man <laughs> shit and how just everything about... Man's piss is just all coffee. It's coffee. It's last night's booze. It's whatever you smoked. It is disgusting. <laughs> and it, don't even get me started on a man's stool because that is absolutely like... Don't make me push in your stool. Yeah. Don't make me discuss your stool. <laughs> um that's just disgusting. And the idea of someone watching a tape of guys crapping at the restaurant and being like, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah. I saw a video, I think yesterday or two days ago. It was at like the Sweden Pride Parade or something like that. And they have these outdoor urinals where it's like three plastic urinals touching each other. <laughs> and there's no doors or anything. You just go and you piss and do a thing. Sure. And... There's this guy shirtless with like a choke collar thing on. Yep. And he's like rooting around the fucking ur- urinals. Ew. And he goes to one and he pulls out a beer and starts drinking it. And then he takes the empty cup and he sets it in the urinal while no one's there. Oh. And a guy goes and pees in it. Oh, no. Who has no idea that this guy is waiting to drink the piss. And he goes and drinks another one slams down this guy stranger's piss and then he goes whenever someone leaves the urinal he like does like a double take around his back to see if anyone's looking and he goes and places in the empty beer cup back down for guys to piss in it and he slams them what the fuck he chugs he just enjoy one at a time like (laughs) he did i saw him do two in like a minute and a half two minute video or something is like that. he like what's that guy's name the fox from the man show <laughs> oh, yeah. just like ziggy zaggy ziggy he's just throwing back piss it was like jars. horrifying and like predatory too it was very scary now how would you feel if you found out a predator was drinking your piss like that would you be like would you think it was funny or would you be like violated feeling i wouldn't feel violated but i'd just feel like holy fuck <laughs> i would just be like your dude your funeral like that's your problem what if you were in a bathroom and someone said can you piss in this for me i want to drink it would you do it for them you know there's a there's a scenario like say you're I out of bar you know you're out of bar <laughs> yeah there's a scenario where i would i think it depends yeah. on the person who's asking what i would maybe be like because i would think it was funny and in my mind like I'm kind of not involved in this. Right. I might ask them to not, like, wait by me, though. I'd be like... Like, don't stand over me. Yeah. You leave the room. I'll piss in the cup. Yeah. And you come do whatever you want with it. But then would you, like, demand that you get to watch them drink it? If I was drunk, I could see that happening. Because what if they're going to do something with your piss? They're like... Oh, see, if I was, you know, if I was at a bar drinking, it wouldn't cross my mind. I'd be too, like, I'm a very friendly drunk. I mean, I don't even know what they would do I'd be like, are you fucking serious? You want me to do that? (laughs) All right, man. Like, if he seemed just like a guy who was being funny or like, I don't know. But what if it was a guy who was shirtless with like a choke collar on? Then I would tell him, I would absolutely get freaked out by that guy. And I would be like, Mm -hmm. no, I don't trust you. 
If it was like a Tom Green type or like it was like a <laughs> Sasha Baron Cohen, yeah. I feel like I yeah. have the the wherewithal to kind of sense that and I would be okay with that. Yeah. I'd be like, this guy's going to pour it on himself or on candid camera. Like, and I totally <laughs> want to be the guy that's like, yeah, I'll piss in that for you, you <laughs> fucking loser. <laughs> but if I thought it was a real pervert who just wanted to drink it and that was it and like there was no joke, like now he's No, yeah, just that's drink- what I'm saying. He just wants to drink it. Yeah, if I was getting that vibe, I don't think I'd do it because yeah. I'm not trying to like make some pervert come. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yeah. for a funny joke, I'm in. Yeah. I don't know if that delineation if i'm no, articulating sure, yeah, it yeah. well joke yes boner no <laughs> <laughs> not trying to help with his sex life <laughs> am down to play a funny joke yeah what about you i don't know Is it a hard I, no all the way around no i just feel like i would be so put off by being disturbed in the bathroom what could be worse than like that? if i'm just like yeah i get like super sad when there's like a guy in there who like wants tips to give me a towel and like that already makes me not want to pee. Can that we if, talk about that? That if someone came up to me and was like, "Can you piss into this?" I'd be like, "I don't have to piss anymore." <laughs> what are you fucking talking? Like, you should have got me on the way in. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? I'm leaving. No, <laughs> you well, got me by like, the blow dryer. <laughs> no, but like, even if I had to piss, it would just scare the piss at, like back yeah. up into my body. Yeah, I would hate. Uh, yeah, absolutely. If the, if I felt the guy's eyes on my back, I wouldn't be able to piss for him. Yeah, and be like, you need to leave. Also, who is the sick fuck that invented the bathroom attendant? Because that is not helping anyone. No, just pay that guy. Yeah, just right? pay him like, go be the valet or something. Like, yeah, or, or the, the backup bouncer or whatever. Like, And if he's blind, I'm sure he can wash dishes or something. Yeah. Like, But the people in the bathroom don't want this. It is. Promise you that. It, like, keeps me up at night. Yeah. <laughs> You're tossing and turning in a sweat like, why do they exist? I don't understand. Thinking about this poor fucking guy. Yeah. That is embarrassing. It's embarrassing and are they for in, everyone. You know what I've never found out? Are they in women's bathrooms? I don't know. You know That's what my think? deal. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to pretend to be a blind guy who just works in women's bathrooms. Giving them towels. And you just put in, like, white lenses so you can <laughs> yeah. keep your eyes wide open <laughs> on all the fat, gout-ridden feet squatting in the stalls. <laughs> you want gum? Uh, you need gum. Yeah, you need some gum. <laughs> you know, I think I got taken in by a, uh, an imposter of one of these guys in New York one time. There was, like, I went into a bathroom that did not seem like it should have a bathroom attendant. And I, like, peed in when I came out. There was, like, an old black man standing there, and he, like, handed me, like, some weird like bounty towel <laughs> and was like god bless you and i was oh, like I i'm pretty sure you just walked in after i came in like it's I'm... not a bad move no it's kind definitely of a good it's like a tourist hustle yeah. you know like people love to hustle tourists and i felt in that moment i knew it in my head i was being hustled but i was like this guy is so this is the dirtiest hustle besides yeah. like trying to suck my dick or something mm-hmm. like this guy's like in the fucking shitter with me. Oh, was to he get a in the doll- stall with you? No, but it was like basically a one stall bathroom. And he wasn't there when I came in, but he was there when I came out. <laughs> and I was like, this is a real dirty like, game. Just, and so I gave him like five bucks. bucks. And then I came out 
and my mom was standing there and she's like, you didn't give that guy money, did you? And I was like, well, yeah, I did. And she's like, you got fucking suckered in. And I was like, you know what? Fuck you, mom. I didn't get suckered in. That guy's life is so shitty that his job is to trick people into thinking he's a blind bathroom attendant. Yeah. Like, you know what? Shame on like shame on you, mom. Shame on you. Like yeah. I knew that. Well, I knew what was going on. And his hustle is so pathetic. That I gave him money because Holy guess shit. what? I get to go back to L.A. in like two days and be a TV producer. <laughs> this guy's begging for money in the men's room at a bar in New York. Like, yeah, I can spare the five bucks for this guy. I respect that guy's hustle. And yeah, I do. And I and I gave him money for it, knowing yeah. it was a hustle or at least 80 percent sure it was a hustle. Mm-hmm. As well as if the bathroom attendants on his bathroom break. He's not leaving his post. <laughs> He's know. there when you come in. Where the fuck That's did he true. go? You know, like he went, wonder, yeah, he like <laughs> calls the front desk. Be like, can I use the bathroom? They're like, you're there. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I gotta take a piss. I'm gonna go to the women's room. I'll be right back. <laughs> it's like no. You find the guy pissing in the alley. Like, yeah. What do you do? That guy earned his money. It was a dirty game, but we yeah. both played it. I remember we did my birthday at the. Uh, we went to some arcade downtown my birthday like where you can get drunk oh. and at that oh, point i remember this birthday there was a bathroom attendant and you went to the bathroom first and you came back and you're like you're not like you're not gonna like what you see when you go in there. <laughs> i don't remember and this. i really didn't like it too because i was trying to like do coke on my birthday and like, oh yeah and then there's like a guy in there the whole time like, <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> Like, he hears me not peeing in the shitter. He's like, like may I wipe your nose off, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need me to hold your key? I'm like, can I borrow one of those dollars from your tip jar? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You give him a, a dollar bill that's just covered in coke. <laughs> He's like, Jesus, boy. You got that thing far up there. Must be your birthday. <laughs> Must be your birthday today. This is touching Lincoln's nose. <laughs> and then you're in there the rest of the night just crapping your brains. <laughs> and like... He's like, God damn, son. <laughs> you know what? You should take this money back. <laughs> Call a cab. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You make me sad. He yeah. goes home and he's tossing and turning on that, thinking <laughs> yeah, about me. Thinking about me. Oh, my God. You guys are both looking up at the same moon <laughs> with bloodshot eyes like, I wonder what he's doing now. <laughs> that poor soul that <laughs> at poor the same time. Boy. And you sing a duet. <laughs> <laughs> That's like on split Nobody screen. Nobody knows. <laughs> so good. Wow. Well, Should Steve, we talk about Stephen Colbert? I was just going to say it's like sometimes our best Stevens get the worst treatment from us because yeah. we just get carried away having fun. I'm trying to think of what uh, – he had a treadmill named after him. Did he really? Yeah. What? The Colbert or something? Yeah, it's called the Colbert. It was put on, onto uh, the space shuttle. Here, and I'll read you. Oh, this is actually something funny I learned from this. Maybe you know about it already. Sure. So they did a contest to name, like, a satellite or something, and Colbert tried to get everyone to, like, like uh, troll the boards and vote for it. He does like that kind of stuff. And they did, and they were like, no, we're not going to name the satellite Colbert. But they named, like, the treadmill on the, <laughs> on the thing. So it's called the Colbert, which is the Combined Operational Load-Bearing External Resistance Treadmill. I love that. Which is the Colbert. But, you know, that's called a backronym. Where they figure out something to Afterwards, me- yeah. That's interesting. So here's the word, and then now they figure it out after. I love that. And they're like, what's the craziest way we can make Colbert describe a treadmill? Right. I mean, it makes sense. Yeah. Makes a lot of sense, and he's also had like five bugs named after him. I was he's kind say, of like the king of that shit. I was gonna say him and like 
the Simpsons creator and stuff are like people who scientists love and want to like name stuff. Out right. And Gary Larson, right. And the Gary Larson's got so many. Yeah. St- yeah. Because I think that they are, um, even though Stephen Colbert's a religious dude, he doesn't fucking show it anyway, but He's they are these... big proponents of like the sciences and the natural world. Absolutely. And I was going to say, he's one of these guys that like promotes that stuff. And mm-hmm. has a humor that caters almost to that stuff, and right, so it's those kind of like a nerd culture kind of thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know. Like, I saw some interview with him where they were talking about like being a nerd, and it's like I don't know. He's not a fucking nerd. He's not right? a nerd. Yeah. I mean, he kind of checks the box. He like checks the boxes for it, like Lord of the Rings, Dungeons smart and Dragons, glasses, smart glasses, like. like but, but he's like a. Are we cool. in high school though? You know, it's just like that guy doesn't check any box for nerd outside, like in the adult world. Right. It's like he's a successful adult who's hilarious and handsome and beloved. Yeah. Like that kind of reminds me nerd. of Steve Martin. <laughs> he when does. I was looking at this photo yeah. of him, he looks like a old age, black haired <laughs> Steve Martin. He does. I think he is a I mean like we should all be so lucky to be honest to mm-hmm. be a Stephen Colbert like it's a pretty good looking dude he's got a great sense of humor he's smart and he also has he has the benefit of looking smart I know totally like he has a yeah. face of a scholar like a handsome scholar No I mean he looks like the TV anchor guys yeah. That he's, like, making fun of. He looks like someone that would, like, humiliate like has- you at a dinner party. <laughs> <laughs> if you, like, said the wrong thing that was off color, he would, like, absolutely, in one sentence, just degrade t- yeah. everything about he you. He would shred you. And then some woman would, like, blow him. Yeah. Because <laughs> sure. he's that cool. Yeah. Like, he is not a nerd. Well, he was talking about, like, in this land. thing I was watching. It was, like, for Time Magazine or something. He was talking about, like nerds are like cool now like there used to be a movie called revenge of the nerds <laughs> where they were like the worst people on earth and they yeah. had to like get revenge yeah and you know the funniest thing about the end of that did you ever see that movie revenge? oh yeah i know revenge at the end of it the nerd rapes a girl <laughs> and it's like a victory for him he dresses like, up oh, i got laid he dresses up as her boyfriend and then fucks her as darth vader yeah as darth right? vader yeah, yeah, i remember and that. he fucks her and it's like Holy shit, that movie ends in him raping and she someone. She loves it because he has a big it. weenus. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He's got a TI 89 dick or whatever. Yeah, exactly. The Texas Instruments coming in, you baby. <laughs> well, I think what's funny about the nerd thing is it has totally changed meaning since we were kids. Oh, yeah. Because nerds used to be like socially inept people who kind of just sucked and were like dirty and like just <laughs> dirty. Like, boys. like nerds were not desirable. But now it's become so mainstream, like, it kind of ties into our Marvel episode. It's become so mainstream to be, quote, nerdy, that, like, handsome fucking guys and really hot chicks who, like, cosplay as a superhero, they're like, I'm just a nerd with a six-pack. Right, but you know what, I think, sure, but I think that, like, the cosplay girls are, um, they're capitalizing on that. Yeah. They're like, all right, there's a bunch of 30-year-old fucking dorcases who, like want to look at girls dressed like r2d2 yeah with their tits out totally and they're like smart entrepreneurs to do that because i think you're right guys are like oh i can relate to this i can't relate to like a super hot girl in like lingerie nightwear or whatever because yeah, that's way outside of my like yeah purview yeah 
my perv view. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's funny to think about because like no women in 1976 were like clamoring to cosplay as R2D2 to like no. satisfy a 70s. No, nerds. the ones who were were nerds. <laughs> yeah, they're like <laughs> no one like you would be you're hotter dress in a trash can <laughs> dressed yeah. as a robot. Like yeah. please stuff yourself in there. It's all right, Lindsay Malorcus, get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget to put the head on top. There we go. Now you're hot. You look like R two D two. Yeah, it's true. But maybe he's part of the uh, the gentrification. But maybe of he the is nerd world. right. I mean, maybe he is, and we just uh, would rather claim him for our own or something. Yeah, it's totally possible. But I also, I don't know, man. Like, I love Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Dude, I read the first one, and I could not get through it. Really? Yeah, I finished it, but it was fucking hard. Damn, man. I did not like it. Well, I guess it's not for everyone. Yeah. It was tough. Yeah. I, I, and I love the movies, but, like, I think I just don't like that guy's writing style. Interesting. Well, I will say that he... He just talks about, like, a meadow for, like, four He'll pages. go on and on. Oh, yeah. Well, the thing about Tolkien is that he, like, wrote those whole things for two reasons. And the first reason was because he wanted to invent a language. And the second reason was because he wanted to just describe nature. And yeah. he's, like, on record about that. I mean, I think the my biggest problem with those books is that none of the plot or, like, story gets driven by narration. So much, much of it gets driven by dialogue. And it's, like, bizarre. Like, they'll have a whole scene that has happened that you don't see on the page. And then Gandalf, like, will go into a two-page thing about, like, he chased me down. And then I ran from him. Yeah. And I ducked under That's a rock. True. And it's, like, it's, it's such, like, a simplified way of, exp- like, doing know, it. poetically explaining something that happened in the story. Yeah. And it was, like, very hard for me to get through. It's not for everyone. And I, I was really excited about it, too, because I, like, did this New Year's resolution where I'm like, I'm going to read two books a month. Yeah. And I started with that one because I'm like, it's easy to get into. I've seen the movies a bunch of times. Like, I yeah. can do it. And I was like, holy shit. It's holy a slog. Crap, I hate this. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's definitely not for everyone. I'll say that, like... I know a, a couple friends of mine who have tried it, and also friends who hate the movie. Like, mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings, I guess maybe that's why it's original nerd culture, because you're either into that or you're not. I think like, I should have. It's, it's one of those things, if I read it when I was young, probably would have loved it. See, I read but it. But reading it, like, it as a 32-year-old, it's like, oh, oh man. like Yeah. I, I think that I get people young. who go back to back to stuff, too, after they've read it and loved it. like. Mm-hmm. But that one was... I think I read it at 15 through – I read it each book the year before the movie came out. So it must have been when I was 15, 16, and 17, which maybe what, which uh-huh. is why I liked it so much. Yeah. And it seems like Colbert did the same thing. Yeah. And I have not revisited it. So maybe I shouldn't. <laughs> maybe I should just no. like keep my memory <laughs> nice. Keep reading new stuff. Yeah. But uh, – and the other thing about Tolkien is that you know he kind of invented the genre and it's probably improved a lot right. since then. Where, like, people weren't inventing fake worlds before that mm-hmm. and making up, like, the race of men and the race of, like, Dildefrons. <laughs> <laughs> like, he was the first weirdo to do that. Yeah. And so his methods are probably a little, like, rudimentary. Yeah, to no, modern, I mean, I, app- uh, I appreciate all the, like, world building stuff, but it's, uh, I just don't like the style. You know, sometimes enough. you get into a book and you're just like, man. I've given this a try. I'm 100 pages in. Like, should Ditch I keep it. going or no? You know what? Ha- I, dude, I read the book Dune like two years oh, ago. Oh, I tried to read that so long ago. Guys, 
Mike and I just want to tell you, yeah. fuck Dune. Yeah, <laughs> that I, shit sucks. Dude, I tried reading that. I think I got the same thing, 100 pages in, and I was like, what am I fucking doing? I don't understand yeah. a word this book is saying. I somehow managed to finish that book, but it was a chore. Frank Herbert and Thomas Pinchon need yeah. to go burn in hell. We should start an anti-reading list <laughs> on our podcast. Guys, the first book of the month on our anti-reading list is Don't Read Just Dune. Don't Read Dune. Whatever you do this month, stay away from Dune. Don't that book Dune blows. It. Next month, we'll talk Thomas Pinchon again. <laughs> Man, some people will tell you he's a genius. Not these boys. Yeah, probably that fuck from the New York Times, <laughs> a literary critic. Harold Bloom. <laughs> I heard if you if you rearrange Harold Bloom's name and add an E, it spells Harold Blow Me. <laughs> <laughs> it spells Harold Dune. <laughs> <laughs> He's trying to hawk Dune on the boys, and we're not having it. Well, I'm thinking it might be time to play a game or two here. I think so, too. Um, we didn't wine taste, although we've been drinking wine, but perhaps we should play a little game called Measure That How well, 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 buckaroo. Looks like he just wandered into the wrong woods. He looked like he got a big hog in his pants. That's right, Skeeter. Hey there, fella, what kind of hog you got in your there pants? Can we see it, boss? Yeah, we're gonna see it all right, Skeeter. Get that rich there! Woo! Oh, yeah, look at that old hog. <laughs> Let's get a measuring tape on it. I wanna look at that hog. That's a big old swinging hog you got there, Gaylor. <laughs> boss, oh there's like a point in there where Boss starts like laughing. <laughs> yeah, Boss thinks it's funny what he's doing <laughs> to, this, to this stranger in the woods. We never found out who that stranger was, that poor feller. I know. All we have is the recording, but what a fitting jingle it makes for this segment. Um, you know, guys, it's always weird to measure someone's haug who we respect so much, but. Look, it's the show. This, I mean, <laughs> this is, we're obligated. This is what we set out to do. And the only reason we didn't measure Stephen Hawking's hog is because we don't respect him. <laughs> so that's about it. Mm-hmm. That's right. So, Sean. You know, thinking about this hog, I just don't... I think Stephen Colbert presents the very normalist-looking man like a handsome, yeah. He's like a, ha- a handsome, agree. normal guy, and I don't see him swinging, and I don't see him not swinging. I just see him having like every wife's dream hog. Yeah. See, I like to always lay the ground w- rule for the hog measuring, which is when I say a small hog <laughs> or no hog, it just means it's not like huge, mm-hmm. you know. Well, let's call when it I what say, it is. A hog is a big is dick. a big old dick. <laughs> Right. right, like yeah. If it's a hog, it's by default like an eight inch plus. And I hog. think Stephen Colbert, he ain't got no hog, not in the classic sense of the hog. No, but I bet you his wife. I think I've said it about someone else on the show. I think he's got the dick next door. Yeah, I think he might even have smaller than that, possibly. But like you know, none of that stuff really matters right like i think Mm -hmm. stephen colbert has so much going for him i'm not saying he has a micro but he could have a micro possible and he'd be fucking fine yeah he is such a force of personality whatever like i'm just gonna say i don't think he's got a hog 
I think he could even be on the smaller side of, <laughs> of Hogdom. Yeah, it's very likely. I'm not. I'm not. I am. It's very in likely. No way calling him a micro at all. No, no micro. But I am saying no micro. No you're, micro. you're the micro. You're the micro. <laughs> but, no duppet. No duppet. <laughs> no duppet. <laughs> you're the you're duppet. The duppet. <laughs> that means dick puppet. <laughs> um, I yeah. I don't know. I don't. I, I don't think it's anything to swing at. Hog. No, I think you're right. I don't think this is a Mark McGuire hog. I don't think <laughs> this is a Sammy Sosa, Sosa hog. This it's is definitely not a Yasiel Puig hog. <laughs> no, no, Puig would no. Puig's got a bigger hog than this. He's got a he's got a baby Puig. But I also don't think this is a Bobcat Goldthwait hog. I don't think this is. Wait, a, do you know something about Bobcat's hog? No, no, no more, no more than the next man. <laughs> okay. I just call, uh, call him in just, as I see him. <laughs> <laughs> that was such a specific poll that I thought that like you knew something. I was about just trying that. to think like just free associate like who probably has like a four to five inch pecker, and for some reason Bobcat, who I'm a huge fan of. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, buddy, you come to mind. <laughs> Um, yeah, uh, me too. Yeah, I you know, I I don't know. It could be totally wrong. He's one of those guys that could absolutely be packing a monster, but a I don't think so. Dong. I just think you're right. Stephen Colbert is probably like his wife's happy. There are and that's some, what yeah, matters. So it's like that's the thing. There are some people I look at that I think they have everything else going for them mm-hmm. that there's no way they could have like a big swing and hog. Brad Pitt's one of these men. We've talked about it, right? Mastic. Yeah. There are some guys who, in his own who are just the like trifecta, right? Like, He's like, I'm handsome, rich, and charming. Like, what do you expect and- me to have a big dick too? <laughs> I know. Like, sorry, S- yeah. suck my little dick. Fuck sorry, you. yeah. Is the rest isn't enough? Yeah. And the women are like, No, you're fine. And I think that Stephen Colbert is the type of guy who never even thinks about his dick. He doesn't give a fuck. He loves to work. Yeah, he's in it Dude's for the too work busy. and the fun and the laughter. Yeah. And he's got a pretty attractive wife and a couple kids, and I don't think that guy – that guy probably hasn't worried about his dick since, like, high school. Yeah, he's fine. Yeah. With what he has other than his dick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think we're going to see him debut in a big, like, dick pack and porno next year. <laughs> no. You know the guy who does have all three, though? Tommy Lee? No, oh, he doesn't I don't have think a good he's I don't think he's good at looking. <laughs> he's good not good looking. Yeah, he doesn't – and I don't think he has money. Anymore. John Hamm. <laughs> Oh, John Ham's. I mean, definitely. he puts the ham in hog. You know what I love about John Ham is that for he's some reason he's got a big dick. Well, yeah, he's got a big dick, but for some reason he's one of those black guys that, or one of those white guys that, <laughs> that black women love. <laughs> Which is like John Ham is one of those. He's black one of those guys. black. He's one of those brothers. No, like black women love him. Yeah, they like, should. Every woman should love him. Every woman should love him. Absolutely, but he's like a white Denzel. We're like, <laughs> oh, for he sure, he transcends yeah. race. Yeah, like you don't have to be into this kind of guy or that kind of guy. It doesn't matter the girl. It doesn't matter the country. It doesn't matter the age. Everyone wants to suck John. (laughs) (laughs) Like they're all down, you know. Like I love that guy. Something about him and Denzel too. Yeah, you know that guy's got a big swing and John Hamm. Those guys could tie their dicks in a knot. (laughs) (laughs) Like that's and it would be like it would be like a ship's anchor. Yeah. Those guys could tie their dicks in a knot and then they'd have to like lay over a railway track like fugitives to have a train <laughs> free them again <laughs> by running over their they dicks. They tie their dicks over a rope and then slide down like a zip line <laughs> to safety. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. That's uh that's what we're talking about, guys. Um is there anything else about Stephen Colbert we need to talk about? Yeah. Do we, we even talk about like the Colbert report or anything? Oh, there was a thing about um 
He said he wouldn't let his kids watch it. Hmm. This is like a pretty smart, like insightful thing, I think. What was his reasoning? He there? said children don't understand understand sarcasm Ooh. or like irony. And I don't want my kids to think I'm insincere. Like when right. they know me as a dad. Right. Like so I don't want them watching my T V persona and then not being able to like jibe that with like who I am at home. Yeah. Well, I guess that's God. We really did him a disservice. <laughs> like, yeah, we talked nothing about. Steve he's Colbert. such a groundbreaking comedian because he had a whole show where even my fiance, who is a smart person, but she's just younger than us. She's, well, she probably just never watched. She's him, never yeah. seen the show, but she didn't understand that like the Colbert Report is not him being him. No, well, that you know, I mean, nothing about your fiance, but they talked about. When he did the White House Correspondence Dinner, mm-hmm. he was hired to do that. And I think it was because they thought that, they thought that, that that's was really who he him. was. Yeah. And he fucking shredded Bush. George Bush and all of them. 18 feet away from him. Yeah. He fucking killed them. Actually, I think eight feet away from that him. That might be the most like iconic White House Correspondence Dinner, dinner ever. Because it is. He just like – he destroyed them. In the most like biting, satirical, subtle way, they and were not all even t- taken totally way subtle. off guard. Yeah, and what happened is apparently no one laughed for his whole stand-up bit. No one laughed. Mm-hmm. Everyone there was surprised by it, and then it blew up online. It yeah. became like the most watched YouTube video of that mm-hmm. summer because the rest of us that weren't elite enough to be invited to that Republican fucking dinner knew what the fuck was going like, on. Loved it. But he said to George W. Bush, he's like, he's a man who stands for things, but most importantly, he stands on things <laughs> like aircraft carriers falsely declaim, declaring victory. <laughs> like, I wanted to like watch that. it before. Cause I remember there was a, th- like, I don't even remember what the joke was. It was just about like the administration is like the Titanic sinking <laughs> <laughs> but like led up to it so fucking good. It was a brilliant. I watched it. it kind of made so him long. in a way. Yeah. Like the Daily Show made him, and the Colbert Report came on the year that he did that dinner. But like that guy stepped up from being like a small time correspondent on the Daily Show to being like a heavy hitter fucking uh-huh. political comedian. And his just ability to kind of do that. I don't know. Like there's a difference between being able to do something on TV and then being able to do it in a live setting and under pressure and all that. Yeah. He's so good at that. And what they always say, and that I completely believe is like one of the most admirable skills in the world is being able to speak truth to power. Mm -hmm. And he stood eight feet away from the president of the United States and like told that guy the truth in no uncertain terms. Right. And then no one got it. And no one laughed. And he was like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. And then got off the stage and yeah. like went home. Well, that was part of I was watching this thing with like why he stopped doing the Colbert Report, and I mean he had done it for a long time, but he was saying playing this character, like you start to joke about being a pundit and this Fox News guy, and then you kind of start start to become them. He was like, once you drink the poison, there's no way to stop drinking it. Mm-hmm. So he was doing it all the time in being like, I'm going to be an asshole idiot all the time. Yeah. And then it starts to like creep into your system, you know? That's probably why he walked away. Yeah. And I think that's like what happens to a lot of these fucking kids who start trolling online and they're being like, it's just a fucking joke that I'm saying the N word. But yeah. then you just start saying it all the time. 
Yeah. You know? And then you're like, it's not funny anymore. And you just kind of mean it. Suddenly it's, it's you now. <laughs> Suddenly you just mean it. Right? Like, well, I will say that when I was in like eighth grade was when people started calling each other dog. And I thought that was really funny. And so I started calling my friends dog and we would call each other dog as a joke. Within two years, yeah, we were doing. You're just it, saying it, not joking. Yeah, you're just saying it non-ironically. Yeah, like, well, it's a famous Kurt Vonnegut book too, Mother Night. Like the whole point of that book is like some guy is pretending to be a Nazi undercover, but he like and then he becomes a Nazi. Yeah, and the goal of the book is like be careful what you pretend to be. Yeah, because eventually you'll become right. that for sure. Like, you'll forget that you're pretending. Yeah, Ziggy Stardust too. Like, no, I think that there's a whole thing about like I remember being a. Uh, 16 year old shithead and not even be able to say sorry to people you mm-hmm. know like it's not my fault like fuck you blah blah blah, blah. Mm, fuck you i'm 16 and then you just like you start to make a habit of saying like oh i'm sorry it's my fault or whatever yeah and then that becomes you right right and then you become a better person because you've learned to break the habit of being like an inconsiderate <clears throat> piece of shit yeah and it can work the opposite way too right like you can just start being mean to people for no fucking reason because it makes you laugh and you're like i'm just joking like why are you getting offended but then after a while you just like are that guy yeah no you're it, it, it's it's an important lesson for everyone to learn and you know, i would say even in my like professional life at least i've been too much of a sorry sayer to the point where when i was in my late 20s i had to be like all right snap out of it like yeah it's time to like not be sorry. sure yeah. And, like, tell these people that you meant what you said. Right. And to, like, fuck themselves. No, and also just and to, to like, be, like... Tra- train myself to do that. No, I'm going to also look out for me. Yeah, I'm going to Because I'm not going to, like, put myself down because other people are being competitive and they're going to try to step on me. Yeah, exactly. You get to the point where you're sick of being, like, the yes, the yes, I can do anything person at the bottom trying to sure. get ahead. Yeah. You're like, oh, no, I'm ahead. I don't have to act like that anymore. Yeah. Like, now I can tell people what I really feel. Yeah. And if I don't like what they're saying, I can be like, I think that's shit. Or you can be like, no, I'll do it tomorrow. Yeah, like, actually, <laughs> like, I'm going home right now. Yeah. <laughs> like, There's no what, reason to stay Whatever late. it is. I can do this tomorrow, right? Well, I respect him for that because I think he's right. Like, to spend so long in that character um, and to become famous for that character, like, good for him for getting out when he did. Right, and I mean, I don't think that he would become a victim. Like, it's not he's not going to become fucking Sean Hannity. But he would still, it still might creep into his psyche of just being like, oh, now I'm teasing stuff in the real world that I do on my television show all the time. And I don't want to do this, you know, like, yeah. Saying like, okay, I'm being like, I'm looking at this in a satirical view all the time. And I don't want to do that. I'd rather like look at things seriously the way me as Stephen Colbert likes to look at things. Absolutely. And I think he's actually accomplished it. Like he did the joke for a very long time, like 15 years. We got it. Mm -hmm. And I think, we still like we're ready for the real Steven and we get the real Steven because the whole time we knew he was we we knew that wasn't him. It's not like he was fooling us. Right. But now he gets to be himself and we're like, yeah, yeah you're still he funny. He gets to be sincere and like, yeah, there's something like poisonous about being snotty. Right. Too long. For sure. Yeah. You know, and I think that that's important. Mm-hmm. You know, who's like too deep down the rabbit hole is like Bill Maher. Who, yeah, like, he's can't such get out a of the character. Douche. I love him. I think he's. Funny. I know. I think he's. I think he has his like high moments and like he's funny. But like, but that guy's such a. He's such a full of himself douchebag. His brand that... is douche. And even though I agree with most of his politics, and when he's like, <clears throat> you know, swinging for the fences, and he's right, I'm applauding him. I'm like, you're too far gone, and you'll never. You're not converting anyone because you're right. an asshole. Yeah, 
You're not changing minds. Mm-hmm. You're just like playing to the audience. No, and he doesn't come out it with a love the way Stephen Colbert wants to. I think that he wanted. He was like, okay, if there's like some kind of change you can make, you can do it by like being conscientious of people. Same with like Jimmy Kimmel, right? That yes. guy used to be a fucking huge dick, <laughs> dickhead. Yeah, he loved it, and he loved it, and he's still a dickhead. But he's like he's shifted. There's like a a very fine line of the way you can shift to be that's right a conscientious dickhead where you're saying like okay now i'm gonna tease the people that need to be teased and not the people that like trying to get women to sign up for like women's suffrage or whatever (laughs) like stop women's suffrage like that type of shit you know it's like oh yeah okay you can you can fucking rag on morons all day but like that's what good do. does that do you you know absolutely and you know what i think the difference is between these guys is like jimmy kimmel had a kid and got a family bill maher still lives like a fucking player yeah and i think that like there's you know i may be way off here but i think that like having the perspective of like kids around and like realizing the influence you have on people mm-hmm. and realizing like you're a role model now and that like everyone's actually listening to stuff that mm-hmm. comes out of your mouth i think it like tempers people and it's sure, a lesson i, can, I yeah. definitely w- hope to learn one day because i'm yeah. not there yet i'm j- gonna have kids just to become a better person <laughs> yeah definitely like be a, i need someone to teach me how to do uh, it hopefully it's my one-year-old <laughs> a more sleepless person for sure <laughs> It's sometimes an angrier person off camera. But yeah, I think that that like puts shit in perspective for you. Mm-hmm. And I think Bill Maher still like goes to the Playboy Mansion and fucks bunnies and does drugs. And like it's easy for him to like yeah. say what comes to his mind. It sounds like a lot of fun, but it's also just like, oh my, cheers to that. <laughs> yeah, cheers <laughs> to that. But yeah. it's also just like, grow up, Bill. Mm-hmm. You're kind of like, well, he you comes off like, as like so much more of a fucking dork than jimmy kimmel or stephen colbert does he is well he's just less mature yeah like those guys have the same opinions probably across the board but well like, he just has a different ego right or something like that like yeah <clears throat> his brand is built on like being the king of sting and he doesn't have any reason to stop whereas i think jimmy kimmel probably went home one day and looked at his one-year-old and was like is this a guy i want to be mm-hmm. like i could have the same opinions and drive the same message home but like and his one-year-old was named Adam Carolla. <laughs> yeah. And he He's was like, like, I don't want to be this guy. And, yeah, his one-year-old's like, when I was on construction site with these Mexicans. <laughs> and I hate my parents. And then all this, yeah. all of a sudden, I fuck, my daughter's cool and my Back son's when, a dork. <laughs> I like cars. Back when I was a construction worker. And like, <laughs> that one time I jacked off to Steve McQueen. It really told me that. <laughs> all right, well, um, now that we have a good taste of Stephen Colbert's character... So, I think it's time we play that game. Should we play another game? Yeah, one the more game. The game that I love? Yeah. Do you love this game? <laughs> I love this game. Guys, in case it hasn't been clear on the last couple episodes, Mike loves this game. Sean, I just wanted to let you know that um, I love this game. All right. Let's play a little round of... All right. I love that jingle, too. Well, thankfully, I think this is your turn to explain this game. Okay. Fuck. <laughs> You've been doing it so long that I don't even know how to explain it. Okay. Welcome the game, Did I Do That, consists of me asking Sean four or five questions about Stephen Colbert, and he did one of them. The rest of them, he didn't. It's up to Sean to decide if Stephen Colbert did that. <laughs> did he do that? Did he not? Fuck, that was horrible. It's so hard, guys. Okay. Sean, are you ready? So ready. 
Stephen Colbert, Did I Do That, number one. Stephen Colbert had a cameo in every single one of the Lord of the Rings films. I would love that to be true. Number two. During a commercial break on Sean Hannity's Fox News show, Stephen Colbert and Hannity got into a shoving match over the host's use of a gay slur, but resumed filming the rest of the albeit short segment. Hmm. Number three. A lifelong Catholic, Stephen Colbert boycotted the film Spotlight for, quote, disregarding all the good the church has done to make a penny by capitalizing on a few misdeeds. Number four. Wait, say that one again. I'm sorry. Number three. A lifelong Catholic, Stephen Colbert boycotted the film Spotlight for, quote, disregarding all the, all the good the church has done to make a penny by capitalizing on a few misdeeds. I don't know the movie, so I'm, that's why I'm throwing off. Okay, movie. Spotlight was a movie <clears throat> with Mark Ruffalo. Oh, God. And I think it won Best Picture. And it was about, like, a newspaper that, like, broke the story about the Catholic Church raping kids. Oh, I saw that movie. That's called Spotlight? Yeah. Okay. Okay. Number four. Stephen changed the pronunciation of his last name from Colbert to Colbert because an astronaut told him to. <laughs> okay number five <laughs> as jimmy kimmel's ratings went up after the news of his baby son's life-threatening heart conditioning stephen colbert had his daughter sit in a wheelchair on the late show stage for a Jeez. week of shows oh my god <laughs> that is atrocious behavior <laughs> that's true oh i love that these guys are dueling me. <laughs> dueling heart conditions. children's afflictions Okay, is that are those the options? Those are the five. Let me walk you through them. Okay, my thoughts on them. Number one. And uh, are you going to walk me through it? Why you? Okay, walk me through. Okay, he was he had a cameo in every single Lord of the Rings film. Okay, that's not true. Okay. <laughs> I've seen those movies. He's not in them. Well, a cameo. He could have been like an orc like or a something. Weird dwarf tinkerer. <laughs> All right. dwarf. I don't buy it. He wasn't famous enough at that point. Okay, number two. Him and Sean Hannity have a, had a shoving match for Sean Hannity using a gay slur. Now, this one I would believe, except for the fact that Sean Hannity is such a lowlife, that I believe if a shoving match had taken place, he would not have the dignity to resume the segment with Stephen Colbert. He would have capitalized on it and said, Interesting. This fucking piece of shit got in a shoving match with me, and he is a classic, like, Low-life leftist fucking terrorist who came on my show to physically assault me. Like the tolerant I, left. Yeah, I think I think that's how he would have spun it. I just okay. don't think he's professional enough. And this is solely based on Sean Hannity being a piece of shit. Okay, number three. Stephen Colbert boycotted the film Spotlight that shined a light on all the Catholic butt rapes. I'm going to say this one rings the most true, sadly. Okay. Because once an apologist, always an apologist. Yeah. Number four. Stephen changed his the pronunciation of his name because an astronaut told him to. Hmm. Second most true. <laughs> I feel like according to my research, it was his dad that gave him the option and he chose to do it. But I, you know, easily could have missed... A point where an astronaut would have been like, hey, you should just be this. And he, and he was like, sure. Okay. So I could see that, but I feel like it's second place to the, to the last one. Okay. Number five. 
Stephen Colbert put a uh, his daughter on stage <laughs> in a wheelchair. This definitely never happened. Okay. He's very funny, <laughs> and I think he's a very clever guy. That seems like an easy way to to look like a dick. <laughs> I don't think he did that. So I'm going to choose final answer. Um, that he had a problem with the film spotlight. Okay, Sean. The correct answer is number four. He changed his name because an astronaut Damn told it. him to. Fuck, I should have known better. You know, my research was bad, guys. Thought yeah. I, I thought that was something he did on his own based yeah, on his dad's He was wisdom. on an airplane one day with an astronaut, mm. and the astronaut told him it might sound better as Colbert instead of Colbert. Who would say that to someone about their own name? I think <laughs> that's that crazy. Stephen, being an introspective guy, probably brought it up. Oh. And he trusts. He obviously loves like astronauts because he has doesn't? a treadmill named after him. Yeah, who doesn't love an and astronaut? And he loves the sciences. And he said, "This guy knows about space. He might as well like also know about names." Wow! Imagine also just sitting next to an astronaut. And I know. What if the astronaut was scared? Would you get scared? That astronaut was Sally Ride. What? No. And it was on the Challenger. <laughs> <laughs> It was on the Challenge Your Name. <laughs> Wait, was Sally Sally Ride was on the Challenger, right? Yeah, wasn't no? she the teacher that died on the Challenger? Maybe. Or was she the or was she the first per, first woman to go to space? I think I'm just gonna pin my tail on the Challenger. <laughs> I, <laughs> I think she. I'm pretty sure Sally Ride, and God knows I could be so wrong about this, but I think she was the first. She was like the female teacher. She's gonna be the first teacher in space. I think she might have been the first female astronaut guys tweet at us who's right this is a sally ride showdown okay so i went to a coffee shop one time in new york Mm -hmm. and they had a sign out front that said name the first female in space Hmm. we'll give you a free coffee and i was like amy i got this and i went (laughs) inside and i said sally ride and they're like no it was the russian dog named Laika. Laika. yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's that a, a shitty female i mean what a those motherfuckers <laughs> that's so fucked up and then i paid like 12 dollars for a cup of coffee if you don't get it right you, you have, owe double yeah, you, you have to shit. clean the bathroom yeah. <laughs> you're like oh i don't want to do that <laughs> that's pretty that's that's why you know i hate riddles because those, there's always just the female yeah the word hidden, game of female the word game is so tricky <laughs> Speaking of uh, trickery, do we want to try, since this is our 20th episode and we do have a couple minutes left. So, guys. Oh, man. We're a few drinks in now, too. Sure. If you can't tell. Fuck. At the beginning of the episode, I was confident in this idea. Oh, this is crazy talk now. (laughs) But I am glad that we remembered it. I mean, we're not, like, so far gone that we forgot the whole thing. Uh, Not yet. (laughs) And that's our show, guys. (laughs) All right. So, first 10, who did we pick overall? I think Steven Seagal came out of it. And it was who was the other one? Stevens ago was our like bad boy pick. Should I um, do that? Be a cheater and pull this up? Sure. Well, the basic idea is that from every ten, we're going to pull two Stevens that we want to move on to the next round. Okay, did we pull two that we didn't like and then two that we liked? We should have liked because I kind of I know fuck because I kind of remember picking Steven Seagal as one of my liked ones and then because. I hated him so much that I liked him. Yeah, I think we only walked away with two because we had four last time, 
and we we put the four against each other, and Steven Seagal won over Steve Bannon. Those were our two most despicable. Right. So I think we took Seagal to go ahead. Okay. And then the two most likable were Steve Irwin and... Stone Cold, maybe? And Stone Cold. Yeah, okay. it was Stone Cold. Yeah. And I think we might have walked away with Stone Cold being our winner. Okay. So I think we're working with Steven Seagal and Stone Cold versus the last 10 Stevens that we did, including today's Steven, Stephen Colbert. Okay, so... Should I tell you who we have, or should we play the game first, where you try to go in order? <laughs> Let me try to guess. Okay. Let me try to guess in order who we've done so far. Okay. All right. <clears throat> I'm going to try to. I'm not looking at I'm. So, I know there was a little a little bit of confusion with our, fir- with our second and third Stevens, and they got posted in a different order than they were intended to, but I know number one was Stone Cold Steve Austin. Correct. I believe number two, well, number two and three for sure are Steve Seagal and Steve Buscemi. Correct. So the posting order is going to throw me off. I'm not even looking, but I know yeah, that's correct. You know that's true. No, and then after that, I think we're golden in terms of like posting. And after that, it gets a little nutty. I think Stephen number four. Oh boy, I'm gonna guess. Let's <laughs> let's. I'm gonna let's guess. Let's help. So I'm gonna go Stevie Nicks. Is I'd, number four. I think she's a little later, but you're close. Unless I'm totally off. Or you were totally right. <laughs> Correct. Okay. So, and I didn't wow. cheat. I didn't cheat. Okay. so But st- now I cheated because I know number five. Because you wonder. She's, no. Oh, damn it. Number five. Really okay. Steve Irwin. Steve Irwin is number five. Then Stevie Wonder. Correct. Okay. And so I don't know either because I'm scrolling okay. up. All right. We're trying. Okay. So now... Stephen Seven would be. Oh, we oh came God. after Stevie. Wonder. Fuck! I would have been so good at the beginning of this episode, but we've had two martinis. I know we've had and a, a bottle, bottle of wine, of wine. <laughs> <laughs> and a whole ton of fun. Stevie Nicks, Stevie Wonder. It's it's also tough. Bannon. Bannon is correct. All right, okay. and then we did because a we had Demon t- Stevens. Okay, yeah. So the Redeemed Stevens, I think, is throwing us off. Yes, it's going to throw us off majorly. Okay, and then we're at number. Eight. Our true episode eight. Post Steve Bannon. Man, Stefani? No, Stefani's nine. I'm going to give you... Should I give you a hint? Yeah. There's an O in his name. Steve-O. <laughs> <laughs> Steve-O. You're right. All right. Then we did Steve-O, guys. Then I think we did another Redeeming Stevens, right? Or are we yeah, past Redeeming I don't know. I can't tell because of the way it's laid out. Somewhere in... Okay, so either... Forget Redeem and Stevens. Forget Redeem and Stevens. That really fucked our whole thing up. So Steve-O, then Stefani. Correct. Then- she was number nine. So then who's number ten? And then we're going to get into our ten. Steve Tyler. Correct. All right. Okay. So now we're going to stop the game. Okay. And I'm going to go through the ten of the people that we're going to choose from right now. Okay, let's do it. Okay. Steve Harvey. Steve's of the Hardwood. That includes Curry, Kerr, Nash, Steve Martin, Stephen King. Oh, this is interesting because Stephen King yeah, part one comes and two. Up twice, you're right. Little Stephen Van Zant, Stephen Hawking, Stephen Chang. <laughs> we don't really know. <laughs> As a guest episode, Steve Rogers. Oh no, Steve Rogers came first. Then Captain Stephen America. King. Captain yep. America. Fuck, that was a real lost episode. Yeah, that was <laughs> as far lost. as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah, me too. And then now today, 
whoever we're doing. (laughs) Who's this guy again? Stephen Colbert? Yeah. Hmm. Okay, so are we doing a good Stephen and a bad Stephen like last time? Yeah. Okay, so let me just start by saying my good Stephen nominees are Steve Martin. I know Steve who I'm Chang. Oh, Steve Chang. Gorgeous. And Stephen Colbert. Okay, mine, without a doubt, little Stephen Van Zandt. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Oh, that's actually not good. even no one even touches him in oh, terms what a of good case to in be in terms made. of how much fun I had talking about him and how much fun I had like living with him. Yeah. <laughs> in right. my apartment. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like I think I love Steven Van Zandt. Okay. Interesting. All right. Well here's here's what I'll cut from my roster. I'm I'm willing to let go of Stephen Colbert. I'm willing to let go of Steve Martin. Who is my other guy? Steve Chang. Steve Chang. <laughs> From what those women said about Steve Chang, yeah, he's a pretty amazing guy. I know. I wish I knew more about him. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. I was lying. Here's I, the, here's the I real, know enough about him. Here's the real deal. Steve Chang, although he's an amazing father and certainly an admirable crush for every woman in the neighborhood, I don't think America knows about him. Which puts Steve Van Zant at a very distinct advantage. Mm-hmm. I'm going to cross over. I'm going to abandon oh, all are my you Steve. See all my Steve. I'm I'm just joining your. You make a good argument. I'm abandoning my Steves. Oh, well, hold on. I though. love my argument. Hold was, on. I though. love him, and he lives with hold me. Hold on a second. Are Are you forgetting that Stephen King was part of this? No. You're taking Stephen Van Zant over Stephen King. Yeah. Oh man. Okay, I, I I missed him. I forgot about him. We had a lot of good Stevens in this ten. Why don't Stephen King? The problem with him, I think, is that he lives so deep into our hearts. We're biased. That like, I kind of sometimes forget he's even there. Okay. You know, like when you think when someone says sure. like, "Who's your hero?" and you never think of your dad, and you just want to say Tommy <laughs> Lasorda like, so bad. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, fine. You're like, I just want to say the Gipper. <laughs> yeah. You know what? I, I think last but time... But you can I, say... I would love if you would say Stephen King, so then we can battle that out, like, down the line. Okay. I'm going to say Stephen King. I, I really like him way more than Stephen Van Zandt. I'm not that impressed by Stephen. He sounds like a really <laughs> nice guy, um, but Stephen King is way closer to my heart. Okay. And now, our most hated? We had some good... I don't think... Well, Stephen Harvey... That's the worst one. I'm going Steve Harvey. All right. He wins that. Hands <laughs> yeah, down. for sure. Okay, that was easy. That guy's yeah. a piece of fucking trash. Yeah. All right. So what What do, what we, do we do now? What do we do now? Um, hmm. Do we just like... Uh... Okay, so now... So should we just like pit them against the other guys? That, I guess that's what I was thinking. So we do yeah. Steve Van Zant against... Who did we have? Stone Cold yeah. and so, Stevie Nicks. Who was the other one? Uh, no. It was Stone Cold and Seagal versus Steve Harvey. Like, why don't we just... Oh, no, no, no. For favorites, though. Stone Cold was a favorite. Oh, sorry. Yeah, so Stone Cold is a favorite versus Stephen King and Stevie Van Zandt. Like, who who are we picking here? Stephen King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I'm, I'm going with Stephen King, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Stephen King wins. Okay, Stephen King One wins through 20. a prize. Yeah. And then... The most hated, Steve Harvey versus Steven, Steven Seagal. Seagal. Actually, this is where the real fun is. 
I don't know, I man. Fuck based both on, of these guys. Based on the latest news, I think I'm going Steven Seagal. That yeah. guy, I know more about him. He's, he's played a, a longer villain. role in my life. He's a like, better villain. He's a way better villain. He actually is, I mean, piece of shit for piece of shit, worse than Steve Harvey. Oh, yeah. All right. So should we give a round of applause Let's for give a round Steven of applause. Seagal? Steven Seagal, you are the worst Steven of the top <laughs> 20. Let's see how you do when it comes to 30. Oh, baby. And also Stephen King, winner of the Good Guy Award. I think he's going to keep winning. I think he is, too, until yeah. we get to Spielberg. Oh, baby. And then we're in for some real Steven trouble. <laughs> we're going to get even Stevens. All right, All Sean, right. should we wrap it up? I think we should make him... Oh, wait, him... should we sum him up? I think we should make him sum. I'm going to make that boy sum. I'm going to yank his jeans down. I'm going to spit on it, and I'm going to make him sum. He's going to sum so hard. Come on, sum for me. Sum. Come on now, sum him up, boys. All right, Mike, you want to make him some real hard? Hmm. I usually like to put a little thought into this before I sum him up, but I feel like I'm a couple martinis deep, <laughs> a bottle of wine deep. Yeah. And I'll never be as deep as Stevens Hogg gets. <laughs> <laughs> course, um, course, course. I really like Stephen Colbert. I think he's a guy to look up to. Yes. I think he's super smart. He actually might be the smartest person on TV. Probably. And I think, like, um, intellectually smart as well as, like, socially smart. Yes. He's a uh, charitable person. I read something about, like, his philanthropy. And he's a very giving person. Um, I think he could be maybe like a true American hero that people need to start looking up to more. In terms of like looking for the truth in things. Yeah. And looking for a compassion, compassionate way of looking at things. Yeah. And accepting people. And for people on the left who are... Um, godless or atheists or look down on people like that they could look at stephen colbert as a person to like maybe as a segue or something to look at other people who are definitely obviously not as smart as him but to like bring them up in their minds as, as someone who could be like okay you're a good person yeah you know like he's the best obviously so he's the level that like the top of the level that you should reach for. Mm -hmm. But I think that like looking at people like him can trickle down to other people and just say like, okay, we're going to be more accepting of everybody. Totally. And that probably sounded <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Your sermon on the mouth. <laughs> no, I think, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I guess if I was going to sum him up, I'd agree with everything you said. I'll say that there was a time like maybe two years ago when things were getting really rough in this country and like the the dialogue started to just get to the point it definitely has surpassed now, which is like unsur unsurmountable. Everyone's talking past each other. No one has any respect for each other. It's so polarized. And as much as I can blame people like Fox News for lowering the dialogue to that, 
there was a time where I was like, you know, The Daily Show played its part too. And I got to say, like, maybe humiliating these people for so many years over and over again, like, drove them to be this far and so mad. Maybe. And I see some logic in that, but I also don't see any logic in not calling them out for it. So I think that there's, like, I still struggle with it. I'm like, these people need to be embarrassed and called out for being stupid and cruel in their opinion. But then I also wonder, as far as Daily Show Colbert stuff, it's like, is humiliating them the right way forward? And I think my the comedian in me says, absolutely. And there's another part of me that wonders, like, has this made it worse? Yeah, and I, I mean, don't think I have the answer to that. No, I don't. I don't think so. I, I don't think there is any answer. I think that um, always speaking the truth is important. I agree, and with I think that. that's how he is. And trying to commiserate with people in a certain way about how fucked up things are is a good way of doing it. Instead of saying you're wrong, you say. Isn't this like so fucking weird and yeah backwards? Instead of making fun of people, it might be better just to like commiserate with people. And I think that Steven himself has seen that based on his career choices in in that world. Like what you said earlier about like how he he wants his career to be more about bringing people together. Mm-hmm. I think he eventually got sick of just like teasing them and was like, okay. This is funny, but it might it's probably not reaching them. Like right. what should happen now is like people should come together and like maybe if I'm just myself mm-hmm. and like try to do this from a different approach. I, I guarantee you he doesn't regret anything mm-hmm. and he shouldn't. Like no, there's yeah. nothing wrong no, with that. No, I don't think he does either. I, I'm yeah. absolutely not saying that I don't agree with like the Daily Show. I love all that stuff. Colbert Report, love it. Yeah. But I think that like there's a level of divisiveness that's just evolved, certainly not from them alone, but from mm-hmm. Fox News and all this crap, Breitbart, Infowars, that's like, all right, you know what? Something else has happened. Like, times have changed since 2000 when that mm-hmm. show and that cast really came around. Like, maybe there's another way we need to address this comedically. And right. I applaud him for doing it. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I guess my weird sum up is that, like, that's something for all of us to think about. Yeah. I think to be, like, a, um open and genuine person like him and just... it's Look, it's easier said than done and it's easier when you are a uh, public figure and people look up to you and it's easier to be like look come to me and we can talk but at the end of the day i can go home and i'll be fine you know Mm -hmm. but there's still something to be said for that where like if you open yourself up and talk to people you can make things a lot better totally yeah well, guys, that's our comedy show. <laughs> <laughs> um, go fuck yourself. Yeah, please go uh, immediately start a fight with the closest person to you that you don't agree with. <laughs> and don't forget to tell them to listen to our show as well. Hashtag do something. Is yeah. that what Marnie said? <laughs> Marnie and Janice, yeah, last week did a hashtag do something trying to get men in Hollywood to be more assertive with their female counterparts in the workplace. Yeah, so... Um... 
Hashtag Harvey said it's okay. (laughs) Hashtag in Harvey's name. Hashtag do something. Hashtag Louie said step into my office. (laughs) Hashtag watch Louie CK masturbate. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Guys, thank you so much as always for listening. Thank you. Don't forget to uh, remind your friends if you made it this far. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Just remind them you got this far and be like, ugh. Well, Sean and I tried to (laughs) rattle off (laughs) fucking episodes. Be like, it's so much fun. They sometimes they try to count down the (laughs) previous episodes and remember it in a perfect order. And you know what? I hope someone. (laughs) I just beg someone writes in and just says, "You guys were wrong," and you mentioned. Stevie Nicks and Steve Buscemi is yeah, your favorite people. Yeah, please call. <laughs> we screwed that up. I just want to hear it in the iTunes review. Because really, there's no way for us to know because every episode gets deleted immediately after we record them. <laughs> That's right. Well, guys, thank you so much. Thank you. Um, as thank always, you, Sean. Yeah, thank you, Michael. Sincerely. Sincerely. Thank you. Don't stop. Steve. <laughs>